0: It's May 4th, 2011. Welcome to This is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. Smith, joining me today, Norman Chan. How you doing, Norm? I am doing very well. Uh, I'm airing my feet out. You are. Thank you for that. In this tiny enclosed room, I, I notice you're yeah. not wearing your headphones in the traditional lobot style okay, today. Totally a
1: lobot. Oh no, they're they're pumped you're, up. Okay, hold on. Now I got lobot. Yeah, you were a modified Whoa, lobot. lobot. Yeah, exactly. As long as the bridge does not touch the hair, everything you is okay. You can't you can't mess up that delightful swoop. Mm-hmm. It's almost Trumpian it, it, these days. It, it needs it needs to be. Uh, it needs to have a certain lift. I'm going to start introducing you as the man
0: with the lowest part in North America, uh, sitting to Norman's left. Gary, what are wearing? A oh fuck you with your Lake Wobegon <laughs> shirt. I knew I would troll you with that. <laughs> I <until>
2: just noticed <laughs> what happened. Uh, how you doing, Gary? I'm I'm very well. May I say, well, may yeah. the fourth be with oh, you. That's so
0: lame. Oh, I'm just trolling you every which way. <laughs> so today. lame. All the things you hate. <sighs> the most. All the sources of. La- I, okay, so I can get down with Pi Day because that's like three. May, March fourteenth, that makes sense. But May the fourth be with you is just lame. So bad math, but not puns. Oh it's, well, pie is good math. You gotta have math. delicious math, but not yeah, puns. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, we're sitting here in the in sweaty ass sweaty podcast room. What's going on? What's going on
1: uh, with you guys this week? Anything exciting? Should um, we just jump straight into the news. Uh, no, let's let's talk about what's going on. Uh, what has been going on? It's crazy. Oh, we had uh. So this past week we had uh. Wesley Fenland, our our uh, news writer blogger, uh, in house. Yeah. we got to um, meet Wesley. Yeah, he has a lot of hair. Uh, no, he's he's another ginger. Uh, all the way from Atlanta. He's a partial ginger. He's Partial. Not a full. Yeah, he's not like you, like a full. No, he's kind of, kind
0: of like of, you. I don't have freckles. You know,
1: He and you are are both partial gingers, and also I'm only I think ginger he's from a, the ears down. A little bit taller than you, just a little bit. Maybe with all that hair. Yeah. I put well, that, up that the was hair cool. Like he does. Um. I so uh, I guess that's... I went that's... to Houston this week. Oh, you went to Houston last week, this past well, weekend, last week. Yeah. How caffeinated did you get?
0: Um, like, what was the what was the high stroke low point? On Friday night, I went home. I, like, after we had a tested meet up in Houston with the tested. Shout out to the Houston tested. Oh yeah, how many we had people? A good time. We had like 15, for that. fifteen people. It was good. It was a great. Big big good like, good, good people. We had, yeah, it was well. I mean, for the most part, no, it was good people all around. It was uh, we had a good time. We had a. Uh, uh, we went to this outside beer garden a- in Houston and had a, like a really gorgeous night. They said it was the nicest night of the year so far, um, and like had a great big long picnic table. So like we were just said. I
2: always think it's preferable when a beer garden's outside. Well, beer gardens have to be outside, don't they? Well, yeah. I just thought it was kind of just seemed kind of redundant to say outside. Well, beer I mean, garden. I don't know that everybody knows, you know, is down with the beer garden. Beer you know what I think it kind of sucks benches is that-
1: and beer. Even yeah. out
2: here in California where the weather, I mean, today's beautiful. There, there, bars and pubs don't have beer gardens. Like in England where we have crappy weather, yeah. we have beer gardens. Well, you have it there just in the off chance that there's nice weather
0: so you When the celebrate. weather is nice, yeah. well, you'll
2: flock to the beer garden because there's nothing better than a cold beer oh, on a sunny day. It's good. Sitting on a nice bench under a parasol type thing, the drinking old, cold old, beer, looking up at the
1: sunshine. The only beer garden we have is the hipster beer garden. The Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist is good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. full it just of hipsters. It like there should
2: be more. Like, when you've got good weather, you want to – they should like be outside. The Tornado
0: board. should have, like, a secret door that goes out to the back in the alley where there's, like, chairs and shit. There's a the
1: couple, like, places, like, in Berkeley, like, Jupiter's has, has <laughs> that.
0: Oh, but Jupiter's is nice. Yeah. They have good yeah. pizza, too. So you drank a lot of beer and then you drank a lot of coffee, presumably. Um. Well, so, so yeah. I mean, Joey and I went and had some barbecue on – well, we went to the show all day Friday and about 2 o'clock – Joey – this was after like eight eight little – they're like samplers, but they kind of add up. Uh, Joey, Joey looks over at me and says, man, I've had way too much coffee to drink. But it actually came out like, man, I've had way too much coffee to drink. And I, I said, wow, you, dude, you're talking really fast. But it came out like, dude, you're really talking fast. I can't believe we've had so much coffee. This is intense. Um, but it's like it's one of those things like you'd walk up to a booth. You'd introduce yourself and they'd be like, oh, hey, here's my business card. Have a cup of coffee. Right, that's just de- – <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just the way it goes. Right. So – I mean if you go up to a booth at a coffee expo
2: and they don't have coffee to offer you, they're doing something wrong well, presumably. Y- well, so the expo is kind of weird. We didn't talk about this
1: anywhere By else. By that logic, everyone should go to like adult video con- conventions.
0: Hey, here's some porn.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean I'm pretty sure they that's all the way they have works. adult yeah. videos at yeah. the – yeah. They just have naked
0: people at those things oh, in I my guess. experience.
1: Uh, oh, why don't you explain SCAA? So, yeah. Some people might not know
0: why you were in Houston. So SCAA is the Specialty Coffee Association of America. Uh, I mean, in case you guys haven't noticed, i kind of into coffee. I, I think that's it's something I like. Um, and we went down to see kind of what, what kind of stuff is there, whether it's uh, just a barista show. Because SCAA is primarily for uh, small coffee shops. Not not like your Starbucks and that, but like your indivi- independently owned uh, local kind of high-end, you know, your so blue bottles like, and so your it's rituals. Not like E3 where, like, at the middle of it all, there's, like, a massive Starbucks pavilion or something. Well, there was a Starbucks in the convention center because there's a Starbucks in every convention center. Right. But it was the loneliest Starbucks a, ever. Yeah. But they're not there as an exhibitor. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, I'm sure there were buyers and stuff there because because it ranges all the way from, like, the independent guys out to, like, the dudes who sell the machines that go into, like, airport Air, you know those airport kiosks where you put a dollar in, and press the button, and the little cup drops down. They yeah. had those machines. They had like the the I'm air quoting, but the cappuccino machines that they have at at Seven Elevens, where you right. where you you know hit the button and something that vaguely resembles but isn't quite entirely unlike coffee comes out. Yeah. Um. And then they also had like high end like Mar- La Marzocco and and uh, and. Uh, uh, nuevo, Simonella, all the high end, uh, like pro level, Brewster machines were there too, right. um, and then everybody in between, like people who make grinders, people who make, uh, pour over stuff, like Hario, the Japanese company that makes those pour over cones that I like quite a bit, uh, was there. Uh, the Starbucks it, thing is kind of fun, like you said. It's
2: it would be the most undersubscribed Starbucks anywhere in the world. Ironically, at the coffee expo, where there's well, filled yeah. with coffee snobs and a billion other places to go get interesting types of coffee, who would go to the Starbucks?
0: So, so store? like the, the first thing that Joey and I saw on the first morning was this um, uh, counterculture uh, booth, which was out uh, outside, uh, like the, the the lecture areas. So you know they have like a bunch of lecture stuff where they t- teach stuff about. Uh, tasting and 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 uh, uh, cupping and roasting techniques and all that stuff, and then there's also the show floor, and then there's the barista competitions. So there's kind of three different things going on at any given time, uh, and there's workshops as well. So like the lectures are free, but the workshops you have to pay for because there's materials and you know time involved setting up and breaking down and all that. And outside the lecture area was this counterculture booth, and what counterculture is 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 a uh, like an educational thing. So like if when baristas want to learn new techniques or Uh, Like hone things and you can go and take these workshops in New York and D.C. and I think North Carolina and some other places. And these guys had set up a booth right outside the Starbucks that's part of the convention center. So like on the left, you have free amazing coffee made by some of the best baristas in the country and on the right, you have Starbucks. Starbucks you, was a, a you have little pay bit for. thin. Yeah. You have to pay for the the thing about the counterculture thing is no sugar. Like it's not you know how you normally go to the coffee shop and then off to the side there's the little thing with like the sugar and the Splenda and the cinnamon and maybe some milk and, and half and half and stuff sticks and things. Yeah, none of that. So like you had two options at the at the at the counterculture thing, right? You have a really good pour over coffee from some you know single single origin, so like straight from Ecuador or whatever. Uh, and then there's like barista machines on either end where they're making either espresso on one end or cappuccinos and uh, macchiatos on the other end.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, if it's not a place where you say, hey, where's the sugar or "Hey, I need some half and half to kind of balance this out. Is this kind of like if you go to a steakhouse and ask for the ketchup? Like it's, it's kind of frowned upon. Probably, probably it would go poorly for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think anybody actually did that. And the thing is, it's the kind of coffee that they're making is is like this super smooth. Really, really delicious flavors. You don't want to put milk in it. It's you can kinda, only kinda drink it straight up, black. If, if I mean, if you're going to spend money, if you're going to buy a five dollar cup of drip coffee, I mean, we weren't we weren't paying for this here, obviously. But I mean, if you're if you're in a coffee shop and you order that and you put milk in it, you're wasting your money. You might as well right. just get the shit straight from the pump machine, right? Uh, but anyway, it was a really good show. The barista competitions were kind of crazy. Uh, we didn't get into this in the video, but like, uh, there's two types of, or really three types of barista competitions. But the two I'm interested in are the espresso championships. Where you where the bri have like fifteen minutes to make uh four three sets of four drinks each for judges. so there's like a technical judge that just watches how they're doing. there's like a dude that watches how clean they keep their station because it's it's designed to mimic like busy coffee shop environments right right, right. and the drinks that they make are an espresso a cap uh, well four espressos, four cappuccinos, and then four of these specialty drinks, and the specialty drinks are almost like like mixologist competitions, right. They can't use alcohol, but pretty much anything else is fair game. And they were putting in like pineapple juice and grape juice and citrus, and making these like frothy, crazy concoctions uh, that are supposed to really accentuate the flavor of the coffee and stuff like that. That's neat. Not really my thing, you know. I'm I'm a brewed coffee. The, the amazing stuff was in what's called the Brewer's Cup, which is where the bristas just make <coughs> cup of coffee, or well, three cups of coffee. Uh, with whatever technique they want, as best they can, mm-hmm. and they use uh, in the first or in the early rounds they use everybody uses the same coffee, so there 's an even playing field there, and it really just comes down to technique and how quickly you can you know make the coffee in that case, you have seven minutes, and each judge 's coffee has to come from a separate pot, so like you can 't make one press pot and then serve that to all three judges so it 's about consistency and and uh flavor and you know, richness and body and all that kind of stuff. It was really interesting. It's the first year they've done the Brewers Cup stuff, and and uh, I learned a ton just watching people who are incredible at that stuff uh, do use their different techniques. It wasn't it
1: competition for design drawing? Drawing? Oh well, that's league.
0: part of the Brista thing. So like okay. the latte art and all that. The milk art what comes was the, what with was the, the best thing? Um Like I was seeing four leaf clovers, a lot of hearts, a lot of leaves. Um, it's with that. It's not. I, I think it's not really about like doing crazy designs as much as executing perfectly every time. Like it hmm. it seems like the thing that the bristas are going after is consistency both in flavor and presentation. Now, yeah, do they also have biscotti and things like that there is Yeah, so just, they do have that. Okay. Yeah, uh, like uh, in fact actually in the press room if you've got the pre- I didn't actually grab the press bag because I didn't want have to carry all that shit back, but Joey got a giant industrial size box of like those biscotti, the Biscoff biscotties. Uh, that you know you used to get in first class on the airplane in the I old like days. a nice biscotti. I like my those. coffee. Yeah, yeah. I mean something just a, a little counterpoint to the to the flavor. So I come back to the question, how wired did you get? Did you have a I've had too I much coffee moment? I didn't no, I didn't really get to that point, but I didn't sleep until about four o'clock in the morning on Friday night. Right. And then Saturday night I I had the same problem again. Like the 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 people who were attending the show, I, while I was writing up the show reports each night, Joey went down to the bar. And uh, he said that the bristas were really throwing down in a big way, and and you know the brist you know bristas, you know kind of what the brista uh, There was a lot of novel facial hair at this show.
1: Yeah, and the, one of the videos in the background, he's some guy wearing like the the V neck with a tattoo on his chest, and
0: yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh man, the well They're the very hipsters, the well, but these are hipsters with skills, so it's a little different, I think. I mean, this is a this is a I, real I guess. skill thing. Yeah. These aren't useless hipsters. These right. are hipsters that can earn a living wage. Mm. Right. And and It's uh, almost like
1: ironic hipsters. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, but I, at one point I looked over at Joey and I said, you know, the overlap between the the barista championships and the world beard championships, that Venn diagram is just one big ass circle. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. So anyway, it was fun. I had a lot of fun.
1: And there's a video on the site, right? People we, can go see. Yep. Two videos now. There's a show flow wrap up and then there's a pour over. Uh, we'll do three interviews with some um, – Some like interviews. next automated pour over yes. stuff.
2: Do, do um, you have any, any data that indicates that the tested audience is uh, into this stuff as much as you are? Because sometimes I've – Nobody's complaining. Oh, it's that technology related. I wonder if sometimes that you are just
0: not bringing all your love of coffee into, into tested. Well, I'm going to go ahead and explain to you that tested doesn't necessarily mean technology. I mean, we, we, we do cover technology here. That's where we're starting the site. But, I mean, there's a real possibility we'll expand into other kinds of interesting stuff that we find interesting. Anything I mean, you can test. Right. The thing, the, thing, the thing about this site and the reason I'm excited about testing and have been for a long time is that it can be about whatever Norm and I or, or you want it to be about if it, if it involves testing in some way. I still want to see the live uh, public hand dryer test. You mean the
2: uh, <laughs> the the Dyson versus the old blower? Yeah, the the, I, the Dyson Airblade. Yeah. versus the old uh, the old fashioned. In, in blower, the in the airport bathroom. Yeah, go yeah. to the airport bathroom and and, and, see, and see how long and, until yeah. we get arrested. Whip out the video camera. Yeah, <laughs> it says right on the front page. Norm the, the, does what stream. takes to get the story. That's live true. stream,
0: right? Yeah, that's what gives live stream a whole new
1: well,
2: meaning.
0: Joey at one point walked into the restroom at the coffee thing and didn't like. Usually he hands me the camera when he goes in, and he walked in just with it over his shoulder, and and apparently got like big time stink eyes from everybody. In there, so
2: is it sad that when I go to an airport bathroom and I see there's an air blade, I, I I'm happy, I, I get a little, no, a little excited. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, the air blade is so good. Well, have you been to the future offices since they put the they they put did they put they put knockoff air blades? No, those right? are the
1: right air blades, same air blades, like the ones. I Where was they're... the
0: knockoff air blade? We used to go someplace that had knockoff. Maybe oh. it's the Metreon that has knockoff air blades.
1: Okay, no, no. Here. There are several classes of the air blades. Most of them, the, the budget ones, have the matte gray color with the yellow trim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are the ones you see in the Those airport bathroom. Those are the ones you see, you see most commonly. If you go to like the Academy of Sciences, they have the fancy oh, ones, which are the, like, the portal ones, which are um, a glossy white with the blue light. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah.
2: that. Right, I got to go there now. Yeah. It's
0: worth going to the, going there just to wash your
2: hands. That's a great example of technology actually wow. solving a
0: problem. Because the old-fashioned
2: hand dryers were a think, joke.
0: Do you feel like those... I mean, they, they're they unequivocally with- better than the old-fashioned hand dryer. Yes. But I would much rather use they a piece atu- of paper. In that they actually dry your hands. Yeah. As opposed to just pushing the water around on your hands, the way or the not even doing do. that usually usually just kind of makes your hands a little bit warm. What's
2: more environmentally friendly: using the the, the recyclable paper that towels? That is a good question.
0: Or or blasting the uh, the electricity for however, I, I however long. I have no idea. That is a like that is an incredibly complex but very good question. Yeah, I'd like to know because that's one of those things. Like it's it's like when they do those uh, stories that that look at the. Uh, like the overall impact of the Prius versus like buying a traditional like buying a civic that uses gas right yeah um it 's a it 's a kind of gnarly question i don't i know
2: I, I often too. find that when it comes to the subject of, of public ablutions yes that generally when they try to add technology, well, it usually makes things worse like the hand dryers don 't work the motion activated towel dispenser never fucking works you know, well, i 'm doing all kinds of sign language in front of the fucking Towel dispenser, trying to figure out what exact Kinect type gaming motion you got to waggle your hand. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's bullshit. Do you know the secret to that? All of those motion things have a cutoff. So if you haven't torn the towel off, that was the last towel out. The motion sensor is turned off. So if there's a towel dangling when you walk up to it, you got to tear that towel away or the motion sensor won't work. No, but that's what I do. You tear that little piece away, but that's never enough. You need a two or three of those to really well, get Well, that's the problem probably. is everybody is always really chintzy with those. Uh, and
2: then, like I said, I'm doing some kind of bizarre fucking Kinect-type motion gaming yeah. in front of this thing, trying to figure out what the exact passcode is
0: to get it to dispense the next thing. It's flipping it off. So should we talk about uh, some technology? Probably should. It seems like a good idea. It's kind of an interesting week this week. I'm going to play some music. So when we're not drying our hands in airport bathrooms, uh, we actually do talk about technology. This week, uh, I don't know if this is the big story, but this is what we're going to talk about first because it's kind of interesting. Uh, Apple refresh iMac line. No big surprises here. It's Sandy Bridge. Uh, they're they're 20, 27, 21, 24, all staying the same with faster processors. Wait, is there a
2: 24? I it's just it's... 21 and 27 yeah. now, Oh, they isn't got
0: they? rid of the 24? The 24s went out the last time they changed the design. <sighs>
2: It, it was it was 21 and 24 and they went i believe to 21 and 27. Wow. Okay. Or well, maybe it's 24 and 27. I don't know. I know that fact-checking you'll have to, kills you'll have, podcast, you, but I'm going to look. You would have to go on the website and check. The uh, 20 the 20 obviously bringing in the large format 27 was the main change. I can't remember exactly which one they got rid of. I think it's a 21
1: Wow, twenty-one and a half, and twenty-one and a half, okay. and a twenty.
2: Yeah, the twenty-four went. I think two, so two revs ago. 20,
1: 24 is a sweet spot. For yeah, tw- twenty-four is a good spot for for monitors. I think I it, was like, it was like twenty-three, twenty-four, and I mean, even in at that range, I mean, a lot of twenty-three inch monitors are sixteen eighty by ten fifty. But if you have like nineteen twenty by ten eighty, that's a really good resolution. Because right now, twenty-one inch monitor. What's the resolution on that?
0: 1920
1: 20 by 1080. Okay, so that's really high, high pixels on Yeah, it's, good, it's fine.
0: It's basically a 22-inch monitor with a kind of crappy
1: And I think that's. I think
0: that's the most um, popular one. The 27 is so
2: big that a lot of people, I think, almost find it off-putting. I mean, I love it. Uh, but when I took it into the Apple store recently to be
1: repaired... There was yeah, a, you feel like you're carrying the, a big the, ass computer. Yeah, and in. there was a
2: guy they're looking at me going, "What the hell is that?" And I'm
1: like, "That's the 27 inch model." And yeah. like, he was like, "Jesus, Christ. that's the one that design professionals use, not necessarily video editors, so yeah. people use like, a lot of Photoshop." That's what Dave uses has on his desk. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, I, d- I didn't
2: need
0: the 27 inch. I just it's just such a glorious screen. It's hard to not once you once you had a big high resolution screen like that. It's hard to go back. Though. Very hard, and it's yeah. not and it's not just the high
2: resolution. It's just the, the quality of the screen is excellent. Yeah. very very good quality. Yeah.
0: Um, so like I said, Sandy Bridge. Uh, they're starting with Core i5s now. That's the ba- that's the base model. There's no i3 anymore. Uh, and they're, they're wait, doing... hold on. With the iMac, there was never an i3. Was there never an i3? The
2: the one that I have that is from 2009. That's the, the twenty seven. The choice was an i5. The first year they brought in the twenty seven. Yeah. The choice was an i5 or an i7. i5 was base.
0: Okay. And but you could upgrade it to an i7. Right, but it was still the uh, socket eleven thirty six. It wasn't it wasn't the the triple channel memory i seven, it was the the eleven fifty six i seven. I don't know, but I've I i do not I think i threes have never been in the they've been in the MacBook. MacBook and, yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. The upshot is it's Sandy Bridge. Uh they're using ATI graphics. Uh, now, they don't say ATI Sandy On graphics. the
2: Apple site, they say they they advertise this as, as being quad core. That's yeah, but, but that's what they're saying now Macs have that they didn't the iMacs have that, have that they didn't have before. Right. Still I five and I seven
0: yeah, but quad
4: can, core.
2: Well,
0: hold on. But your i seven, your i seven is a quad core, is it? Should be. I don't okay. think there are any. I don't think there were ever any i seven quad cores. But maybe it's the so now the i 5s the whole range is is, is quad, quad core, core across the, the board. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Um, I mean, there's no big surprises here. The the one thing that kind of pisses me off. It's the same screens on the twenty one and the twenty five, the nineteen twenty by ten eighty, and the twenty five sixty by fourteen forty. Uh, the one thing that they've done that's kind of weird is you know the one of the neat things about your iMac is that. You can actually use the display in the iMac as a display for another PC. This is what I'm most disappointed about. I mean, I, I certainly
2: don't need to upgrade the the iMac I have currently. is already much more computer than I need, given the fact that I don't do video editing or anything very yeah. you know hardcore on it. Um, but I'm looking at this new one, and it's actually a downgrade. Yeah, in, so in some respect, because as you say, I use my iMac. One as of the things as a love, PC monitor, as tar- in target display mode, yeah. I can plug another. There's a there's an input at in the back of the the Mac,
0: yeah. I can uh, just I, a display port input, yeah, right? I've
2: got a display port cable running from my uh, gaming PC rig, yeah. into the back of that thing. Yep. I press Command F two, uh-huh. switches over, and, and, and you, now it's the monitor for my gaming and, machine. And, and you and it's have fantastic.
0: Have, you have to have a separate keyboard and mouse for that, right? Yes. Okay. Just um, swap those out. They're it's all wireless. It's very easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it, so it's kind of a step back because now the only monitors that you, I mean, the only PCs that you can do that with are Thunderbolt equipped PCs. So you can you could still daisy chain
2: um, or run additional up to two additional monitors off of video this iMac. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can have a three desktop, a three screen
0: yeah, iMac I think desktop. Engadget did that with three with two. Dell three thousand eight uh, panels that are, have DisplayPort
2: in, but Target Display, which I think is the flip, the other flip side of the coin in terms of the great value of these yeah, machines. Yeah. Well, it's the been future kind of, has been kind of wiped out until we start seeing. Uh, PC graphics cards that have native Thunderbolt support, I presume. Yeah. So and right now there aren't any, when, and whether
0: that's ever going to be a thing is kind of up in the air. the
2: nobody, type of data goes that goes through is
1: also different. It's,
0: well, it's kind of the annoying video because signal different.
2: So a Mini display port plug fits uh-huh. into a Thunderbolt slot, right? It's back. Thunderbolt's backwards in, in compatible. Theory, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean that presumably is how they. Do, I, I mean, I saw so the, the end. The type of signal test. though is different. It's a
0: different signal.
2: Right, but they were able to plug.
0: Uh, two Dell monitors into it, and they would not have Thunderbolt ports. So Thunderbolt is designed that if you you want to plug a DisplayPort monitor into the last thing in the Thunderbolt daisy chain, Mm -hmm. it just works. Right. Um, This is different, though, because this is using this display as a DisplayPort monitor. Yes. And that apparently does not work. That is a big mistake. Well, but what this will let you do is use this as a – display in a thunderbolt chain down the road so it's i mean it may be that they had to make a trade between uh being able to daisy chain this because this is two thunderbolt ports which is
1: new right on the 27 well, on on the 27, 20 27 inches inch right too
0: um and that will let you use this as a monitor inside the display and inside the daisy chain at some point in the future because you have an in and an out yeah. I, I, theoretically i assume. yeah I don't know that anybody's ever has the equipment you would need to test that right now. But dropping the target display dropping target
2: is display, a bummer yeah.
0: for people that
2: like using their iMac as a display for PC, other things. PC, game
1: console, anything. Yeah.
0: Right. I would assume that probably you are in a very small minority of people who actually do that, Gary. You don't think many people do that? I think not with, that's the uh, PCs. But I, I, mean, I mean, I do I yeah. imagine it's a small percentage. Game consoles, but it, you know it's
2: probably a th- I mean, it's a good monitor. It's a great monitor. Yeah, terrific display. I mean, you can watch your, uh, your Blu-rays on it or whatever else you want to do.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a bummer. I, I Like I, at one point yesterday, I opened up the refurb page on the Apple store to see what it would cost to get uh, the last gen 27-inch iMac. And then I started looking at what that hardware actually is, and I decided that I wanted nothing to do with that. So what I'll end up doing is buying a Mac Mini when they refresh that and plug that in to, for my, my quad-core Mac needs at home.
2: Otherwise, though, this is a fairly significant spec bump, it seems like. The Sandy Bridge, the graphics card's got a pretty decent upgrade, it seems yeah, like.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's um, they're putting a, a 6770Ms and 6790Ms in, so they're the mobile versions of the desktop. Uh, 6750 you know. is the base one. Now, to compare that, the one that I have is a 4850.
2: I, and that's and that was the
0: high-end model. Right, So bought. that's a first-gen yeah. DX10 part from ATI, I think. Right. Which was a good card, but not uh, no hot shakes by today's standards. Now the problem is, you know, because
2: people often look at these graphics cards; they want to be able to do a bit of gaming. You know, you can get Steam for Mac now. You know, gaming is becoming slightly more viable on the Mac. Um, The problem, particularly with the twenty-seven-inch model, is that even with the much improved graphics card they have now. You're really asking it to do a lot to to run games. Native native resolution resolution is hard. 2560 by 1440 is the native resolution on a 27 inch iMac.
0: Right. So the 20 inch, the 21 inch model will have no problems because that's a, I mean, that's a relatively 1920 by 1080 is nice and easy. That's easy. Yeah. 2560 by 1440 is a lot of pixels. You are asking for trouble. Um, And while I would assume that a lot of stuff will run, there there will be you're not going to be playing Crisis on this. And you can can dump the
2: resolution down, obviously, but it's not going to then it's not going to look as good. Run something in the window, right?
1: Like, source engine games, no problem. Uh, I don't know what else is on Mac. Uh, like, WoW, of course, no problem. Well, Civilization, Starcraft. probably you'll run into some problems. Yeah. I, I don't know. Civ seems to be CPU-bound,
0: on my in my experience, on low-end machines.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's uh,
0: I, The thing is, I think the pe- kind of people who are buying iMacs aren't that concerned about gaming and are more concerned about uh, desktop stuff. Being yeah, how fast your Photoshop... Yeah, strangers. I mean, and, and if you're using this for podcast producing or Photoshop or or audio editing or whatever, yeah. you should be in pretty
2: good And practice. actually, you know, we, you know, obviously gaming is not all the hardcore guys. I mean, there are plenty of people out there that that are intro- that like low-impact gaming. Well, and yeah, this is plenty powerful for that. And,
0: and you look at all the stuff like the indie games that are on Steam and yeah. PopCap stuff and WoW and StarCraft, exactly. all that'll casual run. games yeah. and things like that. It's only if you really want to be doing the hardcore 3D stuff that's so, going to bother you. So then the real question I have is, I mean, the iMac's been around for a long time. We saw some stuff at Lenovo yesterday uh, they're pushing really hard into the kind of all-in-one uh, uh desktop PC space, and these desktop PCs are essentially just laptops attached to a monitor. I mean, let's let's that's let's what be the real. iMac is that's,
2: basically, right? It's just it's well, kind it's of a desktop MacBook CPU. Pro well, they're using a a, yeah,
0: they're using a desktop formula. CPU, but they're using mobile graphics and they're using uh, I mean, and they're I guess these are using full-size hard drives, but you know, some of the some of the other PC vendors are using uh two and a half inch hard drives instead of three and a half inch hard drives, so notebook hard drives. I mean, do you guys think that this is the future of the desktop PC, or you think this is just a weird offshoot that people are using at offices and and uh, and and for people who don't care really care that much about performance? I think the tower is going away. You feel you, you feel like we've seen that the tower is going to end up being a limited limited for for specialty. I use think only. the
2: tower will always have a place for power users. Yeah, because so, like, you can build your own. You know, for people that the people are in the business of doing serious graphic design and video editing, the Mac, the Mac Pro is still the way to go. Okay. Because they, you, that's the only way you can get the most powerful components. That's, that's um, true. You're, for, you're not going
0: to get a hexa-core CPU and an iMac anytime right. soon.
2: And, the ga- and uh, for P- hardcore PC gamers, the custom-built you know, mid- or full-size tower is always going to be the way to go as well. Yeah. Uh, but for everyone else, like me, who doesn't necessarily need all the power in the world... Right, or if, you're, if your mom's buying a computer to put in the, in the den... I'm more concerned with not having wires running everywhere and just having one neat, nice thing that I can pick up and move somewhere else
0: anytime I want to. That's yeah, I mean, very convenient. And the no wires thing is pretty compelling because, I mean, I'm, we're, we record this on an iMac. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at one right now. Literally, there is a power cord. There's a cord that goes to the mixer, which mm-hmm. you wouldn't have in a non – you know outside of the podcast room. Ethernet. And Ethernet. But actually, this is even just connected to Wi-Fi. We're not even using Ethernet mm-hmm. here even though there's a cable. Um and the mouse and keyboard are both wireless, which is which is pretty nice. It's not
2: quite the wireless nirvana that Apple would have you believe. You know they show you the comparison picture of the of the desktop yeah, the PC on with my all, with all the spaghetti wires, yeah. and then they show you the pristine iMac with a wireless keyboard and Magic Mouse, and there's literally no wires, right? You, and you can survive that way because the computer's wireless. Yeah. Um, it's got Bluetooth. You know, all the peripherals can be wireless. The reality is, my iMac at home looks nothing like that. I've got all the spaghetti. You have got all in the sorts back. of printers because I've got When well, no, I've got a wireless printer but i've got you know an iphone dock, i've got a i wi- got a wired keyboard yeah. um i've got you know this that my i've got dedicated speakers cuz you know you can survive on the internal mac sound but, it's but not you're that at least
0: going to have a pair of headphones hooked up yep yes yeah there, there, there the reality is there are going to be wires the thing that always frustrates me about the imac is that th- there's such a a uh, focus on design over functionality with this that that putting all those ports on the back is is really annoying i mean i like not seeing the ports but put them on the like side USB. yeah put them someplace where they're easy to get to like the usb ports it's you always have to then, spin it around you, and look behind but then it. The,
2: any wire you plug into it is going to be really visible and
0: kind of an eyesore at least in the back well, give, once it's give, there you don't put see both it. options you know like like when i want to plug a thumb drive into an imac i literally have to spin the fucking thing around and plug it in.
4: One US, hub.
2: one USB port on the side would not would not kill you. You can, of course, if you've got the wired keyboard, just plug it into the side of the well, keyboard. That, but I, I, that's what I do when keyboard. I need to put a thumb drive in.
0: Yeah. Or the other thing I do with most all PCs these days is just put a wireless put a USB extension cable and then route it up from the from the tower to someplace on my desk where I can just mm-hmm. plug whatever I need in. Actually, right that's there.
2: true. I have a uh, a USB extension cable for a uh for a wireless USB mouse that I could probably do that
0: for. Yeah. I mean that works great. Just puts a port within easy reach. Yeah, it's 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 when you need to whether you're plugging in an iPhone or Android phone or tablet or whatever, it makes it really easy to plug you in. You power.
1: Power. If you want it. if you're using yeah. it off the keyboard, it's not necessarily gonna be powered. So, so I want to talk a little bit more about Thunderbolt
2: since okay. we're talking about ports. Because I don't yet get it. I understand that it's much faster than USB and Firewire, and that's obviously very good for people that need to move data around very quickly.
0: So so the big the big the big selling point to me on Thunderbolt is uh external access to PCI Express bus. Uh don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, so uh when you use USB or FireWire or whatever, eSATA even to a lesser extent though. Uh you the, you know every time you convert from one format to another, from one bus to another, there's a that you lose you lose efficiency. So okay. You know, USB and eSATA and FireWire all connect to the PCI Express bus, right? Right through controllers, through through external controllers that are soldered onto the motherboard or part of the chipset or whatever. Uh, and while those are really highly efficient, when you do when you what Thunderbolt gives is essentially PCI Express slots that you can connect to outside through a cable. So instead of having to put a slot something in a slot inside the computer to get PCI Express level performance, you just plug in this display port looking controller, and all of a sudden you have. Seven devices that connect with PCI Express level speed. Minus, minus power. Minus power. Yeah. So you're not you're, – you're, you rely on external power because you know, right now what a PCI Express slot provides is high-speed data and electricity, right? A lot of bandwidth. A lot of bandwidth. You're looking – you're giving me the blank stare now, Gary. I'm, I, I'm, I'm blanking out a little bit, yeah. Okay. The reason this is good is it's not – it doesn't matter for desktop. I mean it matters for iMac because you can't add additional storage to, the, to this type of device, right? Right. Um, but when you're looking at, I, when you're looking at a tower, who cares? Because, you know, you can put all the hard drives you want in. It's a permanent installation, whatever. Right. When you're looking at a laptop, you know, when you're talking about a high end 17 inch desktop replacement laptop, you can get a really good quad core CPU. You can get a lot of memory. You can get, uh, good graphics. You can't get, uh, really good storage, right? Storage right. is, is the, is the thing that you can't mimic from a desktop. But this experience.
2: allows me to bolt on, you know, a lot of extra storage
0: without sacrificing the data transfer rate. Well, right. A lot of really fast storage. So where eSATA does really well with single drives, it doesn't really do particularly well with RAID arrays, and there's always some weird stuff that happens there. It requires a little bit of knowledge to to connect. Uh, This will let you plug in an external RAID controller that's built in with the drive enclosure. So you plug this in, it just all of a sudden sees, oh, hey, there's a RAID controller that's really fast. It's connected to my thing, to my computer, uh, with a really fast connection transfer. So... What it gives you is essentially a way to ha- turn a laptop into a real mobile video editing station or audio editing station with really low latency so that instead of having – like when we go to CES, you know, we load up the van and we put uh, two big Mac Pros and two giant-ass monitors in the van. Right. If we had Thunderbolt, theoretically, we could just take a couple of 17-inch laptops and some RAID arrays and be done. I mean, and and fast enough, not that it's just good for additional storage, but you could really be editing. That we work on that. Yeah, Yeah, you can really work off it. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, because right now, if you're doing, especially if you're doing uncompressed video, but even if you're doing uh, 1080p compressed, uh, there's bandwidth issues with a single hard drive, a physical hard drive. You need multiple hard drives in a RAID array uh, so that you you can actually get uh, uh, the, the throughput you need to edit live with HD video.
2: The bummer right now, and I know that it's kind of a chicken and egg thing, and they've got to start somewhere. Is that for all the the hoopla about Thunderbolt? There's really not a lot of peripherals available for
1: it uh, A couple months, like last month, they like three, three of the biggest. Yeah, let's see promise around uh, Blackmagic. I
2: went onto Apple's page talking about how Thunderbolt is so great, and goes, "Look, all the peripherals we can use." And the list they, they had like four devices listed.
0: Well, for but it, now they don't ever update that. I mean, that doesn't get updated often, and and I mean the people people are pushing that into the channel. You got to start with the ports. And and it's better to start with those ports uh, because of the way Thunderbolt works, uh, integrated on the systems, than it is to have an add in card that is, you have to add to the machine. Is later. this
2: something that's going to have any benefit to me as a as a casual user? Because it seems like something that's targeted more at like the high end. This is more users.
0: equivalent to FireWire than right. than. I mean, the exception would be if you. Uh, if you want to add a lot of storage.
2: And even MacBook. the FireWire ports that I've had in, over the years, I've never really used that much. Well, back,
1: yeah. back then, it's when people were, you know, DV cameras moving right. video over. It's a pro it's a feature. The, yeah. the,
0: the, the big benefit that you might see at some point in the future, it's not going to happen with the first rev, is that you take your MacBook, you, MacBook Air, you plug it into a, a, a Thunderbolt port that's connected to your monitor, and then all of a sudden the USB ports on your monitor are connected to, to the Mac instead of to the PC or whatever. The target display thing just pisses me
2: off so much because even if I wanted to upgrade... You can't. You're stuck. I, well, I mean, I would, give, I would have to give up target display right. until so, I could swap out my PC graphics card for something that I don't even know how
0: far...
1: How long it's going to be before we're yeah. looking
2: at PC graphics cards with native Thunderbolt yeah. ports out. Yeah,
1: so
0: that's a, that's a drag.
1: Yeah, it's also but, a question of whether Apple will not have USB 3.0 Ever, yeah. because of this.
2: What else did I throw? I guess the HD FaceTime camera was the only, other,
0: was the other one other thing they upgraded? Yeah, I mean, that's, who cares, 720p. <laughs> you know, it's nice to have. I, I mean, I suppose. Well, it's fa- FaceTime and iChat. I mean, I don't think FaceTime's going to do HD, but iChat will.
2: These are, these, new, uh, somebody pointed out that these new Macs are, are powerful enough now that they're actually uh, more, more than before a viable option to a MacBook Pro for people that do
0: want to do more serious. You really mean hard. a Mac Pro? Sorry, a Mac Pro. Um, I, I mean I think a lot of the, – the people who aren't using iMac – who are using Mac Pros versus iMacs are the ones that need storage. I mean that's, that's, the, dif- that's the difference between Mac Pro and iMac is that right. uh, either storage or graphics. Mobile graphics are fine for home users and desktop use and Photoshop and stuff like that. But if you're doing anything that requires rendering or um, CAD work or video stuff, you need more faster storage or more faster graphics.
2: What would you change about the Mac – Lineup as it stands, if you if you could make a change, do you think there, that there's anything they're missing right now from the laptops,
0: I, the Mini, the iMac, and the Pros? I think it's well. I, I think they need quad cores in the Mini. I mean, I think there needs to be a quad core option that doesn't involve buying a monitor too, that also doesn't involve buying a four foot high tower. Um, and I think that they made a mistake by killing the 24 inch model of the iMac. Although that is, it's entirely possible that that happened as a way to apply pressure and get people to but. 27-inch monitors on their desktop instead of 24. And
2: Thunder, j- just so we're clear, Thunderbolt is for Apple only, right? That's not something we the No, we're it's an Intel. It's part of Intel. Oh, like I thought it was the, like a co-Apple Intel thing.
0: Um, Apple helped develop the electrical version of that, but it's as far as I understand, it's, Intel sells the chips. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anybody who wants to buy the chips from Intel can put it on their on So their PCs, we'll
1: see and PCs and that have Thunderbolt. Well, Apple I just has a lead so. um, in getting it out to market first.
0: right? Yeah. I, I mean, Apple seems to be an Intel-preferred uh, vendor at this point. Uh, also out this week google chat for android added video support i think yesterday right that's brand new
1: um it's not actually officially out yet you can kind of force the update Um, saucy Uh, so it's a kind of facetime competitor right yep a little bit of facetime competitor but again i don't know many people actually use their phones how many
2: facetime calls have you made since the first demo ones that we made when it first came out uh when gina
0: travels or when oh, I remember, you, I remember. when we were yeah. in Vegas, you chatted to her using FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, I talked to her on FaceTime yeah, we, while we, we were internet, in Houston.
1: We had Wi-Fi yeah. and no reception. Yeah, that's
0: right. I mean, that's the the times I use it are when I'm traveling, or when my wife's traveling, or I've talked to my when my sister got a new puppy. We looked at the new puppy. When uh, Chloe had her ear surgery, we looked at the ear.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, nothing. It's not a life changing technology, but it's convenient sometimes. And it's not it, it, I as I use it more I find myself using it more. Does Leah doesn't have a an I a, a FaceTime. She has an iPhone 3GS. Yes, but she has FaceTime on her MacBook Pro. Yeah, but that's that's different. She's used it that way though. Oh, okay. And yeah, she has, yeah. Oh no, she has iPad One, so that doesn't have it on there. Either. Yeah, I just don't. I, like, I find myself, I find myself using it on the iPad more than on the iPhone, just because it's a little more convenient to hold. Although mm. the angle on the camera means you have to hold it at kind of a weird orientation to get the picture. Your, right uh, for you. Your smart cover is
2: starting to show some. Can you just wash that off? Because it's looking a bit.
0: It looks grubby. a little ratty, doesn't it? Looking a bit grubby. Yeah, I mean. interesting that it's something that a forty dollar accessory looks like shit two months
2: later. Well, I mean, it's not the man in the white suit. I mean, it, it doesn't have, like, magical dirt-repelling
0: properties. Why not, Gary? It's magical. That's right. It should be magical. Um, She got in the leather version. I, well, I, I you know, I I like colors. She got in the leather probably would have than the cheapest. aged well. Yeah. Yeah, so instead of spending $40 on accessories that's going to look bad after two months, I spent <laughs> $70 on accessories that's going to look bad after two months. But
2: mine doesn't look anything like that. But I picked a darker color. That's the problem you, with well, that. Is all I, the plastic ones are those... Are those I wanted something to match plan, my white iPad.
0: So. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Goog- yeah, so Google Chat, are we excited about this at all? It seems like nobody, since no, we're now talking next, about my iPad cover. It's I'm actually, it's on the next, uh, your
2: iPad, you know how like, they say dogs look like their owners? Like, Will's iPad kind of looks like him, like white and orange. <laughs> That's racist, but okay. I don't know if we're friends anymore. How is that racist? The Sometimes Norm just says the, that the the or Will is the, white,
5: or the and Oompa he has, Loompa. Has orange I don't I'm not from New Jersey,
0: man that was that racist too yeah okay
1: um yeah it's only on nexus s right now right yep and i think cyanogen Cyan, cyanogen yeah another reason to uh, always go with the now. with the google vendor phone
0: yeah i mean it, it's it's uh, like literally i've looked at that nexus s for AT&T from that weird third party seller thinking man maybe i should finally buy maybe it's time to buy an android phone this nexus s seems like it. but it seems like there'll be a new nexus sometime this year that the that problem? is better so um, maybe I'll maybe I'll wait until then. If the iPhone five turns out to be not exciting, then maybe that'll be my next phone. Uh, Atrix, uh, Motorola has said that they really like how this Atrix expansion thing, the 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 web top and the dock, Best have worked ever. out. Yeah, and they're going to lean into it, even though nobody liked it and it was too expensive. What 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 the do top. they like about how it worked out? Are they saying that people are buying it? They're saying it's a good idea. I'm I, saying I, it's not a good well, idea. Well, I think it's a good idea. I think their execution was poor and their price structure was ridiculous. I think that that um,
2: Asus Transformer is a better idea.
0: I, well, I think, I
2: mean, okay. I mean, it's a similar idea, but I think their implementation of it is better.
0: Kind of. It's a difference, though, between a tablet and a phone. I mean, because the Transformer is a tablet. This is a phone.
1: Well, there's no reason the Atrix has to be just a phone, the brand. Well, that's true. The, the fact that they're leaning into it means that they, they have faith in that brand. So just so I'm, they spent the, all that money on commercials.
2: The Atrix, is, the setup, just so I'm clear, is the phone... Mm-hmm. And then it comes with a laptop-like nope. shell, it does not really come just, with it. Oh, but you, you also buy, you buy yes, it for another five hundred dollars. What looks like a laptop, it doesn't really have any guts other than it's just a. It's a screen and a keyboard and a, a keyboard and a keyboard yeah. and a yeah. But what it's basically doing is running your phone. Your phone is then your the, phone is the CPU it, and guts of it. Yes, yeah.
0: Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's a neat idea. People really liked it until they found out what they were going to charge for those docks. How much are those docks? Uh, $500 oh, for, the, for the laptop dock. And also
1: what you can do with it. I could buy an actual laptop for that.
0: Well, that's the problem is the pricing on that laptop dock and the performance that you get out of the phone with the laptop dock on, uh, you know, enabled. It was essentially like the sh- world's shittiest netbook. Yeah, that's outrageous. Um, and, and $200 more than a comparable mm. netbook would be. So, And also AT&T uh, decided they were going to gouge uh, that you had to use a tethering plan in order to use internet from your phone on that dock. On the dock OS, so you ended up paying
1: five hundred dollars for the phone or two hundred dollars. Wait, when I dock contact.
2: it, I have to pay. T- That's this tethering.
1: Yeah, you can't yeah. use internet off the phone on the dock without paying for tethering. But it's it's technically fuck a tethering. Me, we've talked about. Oh, you might have been gone when we talked about this, but yeah, it's fairly ridiculous.
0: Like it, like there's four levels of pricing fuck up on this. Basically, you know they they overpriced the accessories. Right. They overpriced. They required tethering. And the performance for the phone with the tethering – for for the tethered phone on the dock was such that you would be better off buying a $250 Linux laptop. Don't
2: on the one hand tell me that the docking capability of this phone is like one of its core features and then tell me that to use that, i got to buy the bullshit extended plus plan. That's ridiculous. We've already –
0: we've had this. Yeah, but this is a well-traversed territory for this is only a test. I don't think you. I've you might thought, not have been here. I I must have missed you, it. You were on but your. But now highest. that I'm here, I'm weighing in. Right, you're pissed off. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, it's it's um, I I mean I think they have to be aware that that's that that's a problem. They're gonna have to do better with the pricing on the carrier front, um, and they have to get the prices of the accessories down, which I think will happen. The the performance will naturally improve as the performance of these CPUs improves. When we're looking at quad core ARM ARM15 or whatever the next Cortex whatever whatever the next Arm core is. Uh, that that will improve i mean the performance has to get better i don't hate the concept no I mean, it's it's, it's kind of cool it's a neat concept but the execution is is such that only the hardest core of road warrior whose company pays for his phone is ever going to sign up for this and then the performance and the linuxiness of the of the webtop is such that they're not going to be actually use, able to use that for the stuff they need to use it for. Very,
1: very specific user base. Right. Yeah.
0: It's like three dudes basically really are into that. So uh, hopefully they'll expand that. I mean it seems like they, they think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a differentiator for Motorola. I mean we always talk about how Android uh, manufacturers can differentiate their products. And this is something that Motorola has that nobody else has. And it's kind of neat if they can make it uh, compelling financially.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, speaking of tethering, segway. Uh, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. Everybody's blocking Android tethering now. What's what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, uh, there was a, a, an app in the uh, Android App Store for f- basically allowed free tethering. And I think it's, it's just it's AT&T, I think, that's kind of blocked it now. So you can't get the app. You can kind of still sideload it, um, especially if you jailbreak your phone. Or root, but, rather. root, your phone. But uh, there's a lot of, lot of controversy over this. And it kind of borderlines um, the, uh, the networks violating... Um, the new regulations put in after the last spectrum, um, the last uh, spectrum auction. And the thing is, Google is totally on board with this, uh, with blocking, with the blocking. Yeah, Ugh. they've they've cooperated. Um, well, because
0: like there's there's built-in tethering in Froyo, a Wi-Fi tethering. Yep. And they turn that off if the if the providers want them to. Yep. 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 How does Cyanogen handle that? If you're running Cyanogen on an AT and T phone. I've, Are there even uh, any AT T phones that run Cyanogen? I guess there probably aren't, yeah. except for maybe the Nexus. Nexus has, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so the controversy. I think uh, Chris Siegler from um, This Is My Next had a, a really good post about it. Uh, is that Google, it, with the last uh, Spectrum auction, they kind of pushed the price up, um, and I think Verizon eventually uh, won the auction, but Google had no, really no intention to buy it. Uh, but the they guys, just wanted to get
0: the terms they wanted. They
1: wanted the terms. If the price was set above a certain amount, then th- these regulations would kick in, and the regulations being that you know. Uh, providers could not interfere with the type of like uh, type of uh, applications that people run on their phones and they're technically not they're just making them less available so it's kind of like a, a, a gray area oh, oh
0: yeah that that makes perfect um, sense
1: to me they're not blocking it you can still kind of work your way around it but they're it's not going to be in the app market and Google's kind of taking it off uh, the, the the marketplace so people are pissed off um, and it all goes back to this idea of you know what's really open and you know Android is kind of this skirting the line between this open platform and a, and uh, with 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 restrictions, people are pissed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Gary I, doesn't care. I the thing is, <laughs> I, I'm still pissed that uh, in order to get a tethering plan on iPhone, you have to actually change to a limited data plan. Like, I can't
1: take my unlimited data plan and and, and well, again, that's that's, that's policy, that. and it's because it's. Well, they're trying to motivate us to get off of the unlimited data The Unlimited plans. data plan d- does no longer exist. It's not a real plan. We only have it because we are grandfathered in. I, well, I want to be grandfathered into tethering. I, I, I completely agree and completely understand that. Um, and a matter, as a matter of principle, I, I'm i all for it. Um, well, this is just another way the telecoms are trying to fuck us. So sure. It's, it, it, it's, it's all about you know, how much more revenue they can generate. Uh, I don't know if like I, – I think even with the limited plans, judging by my usage, I would never hit them. But it is it, it is a matter of principle and – I do like and and they're doing. But the thing is, if you were two people, it's it's for the very few people who use their 3G connections as their primary connections. and and they don't they only pay you know twenty bucks a month for 3G and they don't pay for Comcast and they use their phone tether and that is their internet connection at home. I. I, you, you know, if they can stay under the limits, then they should be able to do that. I
0: have no
2: problem with nothing that. Nothing comes without a catch these days. You know, when I was looking at the iPad two, that's true. I um, they'll find a way to fuck you. They fuck you at the drive through. They they'll, they'll always get you. You can <laughs> buy like Apple software. stuff at the drive through. <laughs> Next time, buy me buy me a dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just when I was looking at the iPad two, I I was thinking, do I need the three G one? I was like, no, not really, because now that they've added um, tethering, tethering.
0: Yeah, you'll or, just you know, pay for it on the phone. Yeah, exactly. then you can use it on your MacBook and your iPad and everything. It makes order, sense.
2: But in order to get the tethering plan, yeah, I have to give up my. I would have to give up my
0: unlimited. Yeah,
2: which I didn't know about until after I would made that decision, and I was very disappointed to discover that.
0: The thing is, I bought the the Wi Fi iPad too, and I have no. I, I've missed nothing. Yeah, like I, the places I've used, I use the iPad. I almost always have Wi Fi. The only exception is in hotel rooms. And since I pay for internet in the hotel rooms and I always have a little router with me, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. No loss. So um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Other stuff. Uh, a lot of talk about Netflix streaming versus internet pirates and that uh, there was a report that came out last week I think that said uh, Netflix – good availability to Netflix has actually reduced the amount of movies that people are bit torrenting. How do you, is, what, 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 what are the thoughts there? I mean, there's controversy around this around this report, though. I know the,
2: argue, the argument has been made uh, by many people over the last few years that the only real way to effectively combat piracy, <coughs> excuse me, is simply to offer legitimate,
0: cheap ways or reasonably priced. it be cheap. I mean, it, well, you look at MP, the, the, MP, the rise of the MP3 stores online and and iTunes Music Store and all that, and I mean, music piracy, like. I, It's easier for me to go to Amazon and pay ninety nine cents and get the songs I want than to than to steal music these days. This is kind of like the war on drugs. Like you're you're never going to
2: get anywhere by trying to uh, preach to people's sense of right and wrong. Well, you wouldn't steal a car, yes, yes Amsterdam, Gary. Amsterdam's the solution. Amsterdam, yeah, just have like a ghetto where all the pirates live. Um, Hmm. Yeah, because people would, people would, and do steal cars all the time, and they'll steal movies as well. No one's going to watch one of those ads and go, "Oh, you know, if if you think it's Ben if, Affleck's going to have to not get a third house in Malibu
0: if if we steal
2: this ex- movie, exactly, you can't beat these arguments." And again, I personally don't agree with them, but pirates have rationalized that it's okay to steal in their minds, and you're never ever
1: going to win that moral argument with right. them. Right? For, so forget so about that. You know, yeah. I mean, the top. You're talking about like a. You are talking about the hardcore pirates. Right. Yes.
0: Then there's the
2: casual
1: guys. The
0: guys pirates. that say, "Well, I'm
2: entitled to it because I can't afford it or I'm entitled to it because why should I buy Ben Affleck a third house in Malibu?"
0: Or any of these arguments. Well, we've always had we've had these arguments before too. I mean, cuz this this started in the 80s when the casual copying is killing music thing right. uh, uh, started. Home-to-home right. home taping is killing music.
1: Oh, right. what was that the that promoter thing? Oh, don't uh don't copy that floppy. Yes. Yeah. Don't copy that floppy. Exactly.
2: So all so all that just say no stuff. No, is never going to work. Well, it'll work for a small percentage of people.
0: But some people are going to be like, oh, it's I didn't never gonna, this was it's, illegal.
2: It's never going to solve the problem. Right. Um, protection uh you know DRM everything you know everything you can do to try and protect the stuff that's enforcement that's not going to work that lasts market. for about a year and generally. also it, because the it hardcore guys drives people too the pirate ga- the pirate bay guys will always find a way to yeah. beat it and all you end up is a lot of collateral damage a bunch of legitimate users yeah. that are just more and more inconvenienced right. by all this bullshit and
0: then you have dopey stuff like the digital copies that come with blu-rays that are always a pain in the ass and are always like low low resolution so when you try to watch them on the iPad then they don't look as good as they potentially could and and it's a, that sucks too So, given that again, it's turning into kind of an an unwinnable war on
2: all these fronts. You're not going to win hearts and minds. You're not going to lock everybody up. Right. All that's left is to to simply make it easier and more reasonable to go get the content legitimately. So, I think Netflix is a good example of that. It's very cheap eight bucks a month is not a lot of money, uh, and there's a tremendous amount of content out there. It's less if you you know people pirating stuff is not easy to do. It's not, you know, for, for, for the casual guy, if you just want to go, like, find a movie, it's well, actually kind of a... a and it's a, high
0: risk, too. Yes. Because if you get on a BitTorrent site, everybody that's on that, I mean, there are ways around this, of course, but everybody that gets on the same torrent as you knows who you, what your IP address is, and right. then it's you're one lawyer away there's from bun- getting cease and desisted by the, by the MPAA. And also,
2: there's a bunch of malicious content out there masquerading right. as you know, you might want to go download green lantern who knows what you're actually downloading probably
0: something much worse one time back in the day i went to download uh uh, uh, uh what do you call it a, a battlestar galactic episode i had missed and um not only was it not a battlestar galactic episode this was before itunes before you could just go pay 99 cents and download the episode the next day right um and i and i you know i had to watch that in serial because I, I would have missed the entire rest of the season if i had to stop there so I went and downloaded it, and not only was it not a Battlestar Galactic episode, and not only did I get cease and desisted by, by NBC <laughs> Universal, but it was, like a, it was like a Madonna music video just looped over and over again yeah. in Spanish. There's all kinds nice. of ways that they'll it trick it. It was terrible. It was the worst thing ever. So my question for you is Netflix is spending a ton of money acquiring new content. They're, they're generating their own content. How long – Before either Netflix segments that, that, that digital only plan. So there's like a low end for plan. There's a high end plan or they just raise the price because Netflix has never been ashamed of, of
1: raising the price.
0: I mean no, for a long time, time – they've,
1: they've, they've, they've already segmented it. They've, they've segmented it instead of raising the price. Well, so but it went from $10 to $8 but you get no disc. Well, but, but I'm saying
0: how long before there's a premium Netflix and a non-premium. So either you get earlier access to Green Lantern and, and first-run movies.
1: I think – well, they're probably right now. It's, it's all in terms of – I mean they're a public company. So it's all in terms of you know, what the revenue projections they are. Will, and they and they it, will find ways to – Are we going to talk about ARPU here? Revenue not, per user. Yeah, no, absolutely. And right now, their best way of generating revenue isn't to raise the price. Their best way of driving re- revenue is to get more users because they really haven't reached that critical mass yet, even in the United States. And then they'll go to Canada and they'll go to international. And once they have everyone using Netflix, and you kind of tapped out, you know what your, your maximum potential user base is going to be, then they'll That's when they the start. Price. I like, think. Maybe? I think Netflix has. I don't know about critical mass,
2: but they have passed a tipping point. Where, where I think like, this
1: last holiday was a big, that, big thing for Netflix. They have
2: more customers than Comcast. Now that's huge. Well, except but they're not going to be happy. Until on you-, on the, you know the the new bosses of NBC Universal, the Comcast guys, the CableTown guys were on uh, <laughs> a call. With a K. This, uh, I think either this morning or yesterday, and one of the top, one of the first questions that came up, what are you guys going to do about Netflix? Like, Netflix is now considered, yeah, but, and everyone's but, trying to figure out, is Netflix friend or
0: foe? But, do we want to, do we want to work with them? Do, should we try to destroy I them?
4: Mean, Nobody can figure that
0: out. It's kind of yet. a weird comparison though, because the revenue per user on Comcast, for Comcast versus Netflix, Netflix charges eight to $15 a month for most users, right? Mm-hmm. Comcast is juicing 150 bucks a month for most users, or at least 100 because you're getting cable and, and internet. Right. So, I mean, it's a completely different investment from a consumer perspective to sign up for Comcast versus signing up for Netflix. And I mean, the threat to Comcast isn't, oh, uh, you know, this is another place that people can get content. It's the threat, the thing that Netflix r- represents is a devaluation of video content delivered into your home. People compared saying, to "If I can pay eight bucks for this, why yeah, am I paying a hundred bucks 100 for, for, for yeah. cable?" Yeah, right. exactly. And that, and that's the big. That's the that's the shift that Netflix threatened the promise. And I
2: think you're wrong about the content. I think that Netflix is going to become a content competitor. They're spending a lot of money to create their own content. That's a big deal. Well, they're, they're now in the movie making business, not just the movie delivery business.
0: And because they don't have to fool with FCC, although I wonder how long that will last. You know, they can they can make whatever content they can make adult content, not adult adult content, but they can make more adult content. They can you know they don't have to bleep cursing like 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 uh, yeah, on know, Comedy Central. How
1: long before? South Park is Netflix only.
0: Right. Or or how long before the stuff that's currently being pitched to HBO ends up on I mean we're already seeing. Well, that. Yeah, I mean
2: it's the it's the it's the Sirius XM model, right? They're
0: they're exempt Well, but that the, Sirius XM model hasn't worked out really that well for serious. Well, not XM. well
2: because that, that's for all kinds of other reasons, but you know, the fact the, the whole being oh isn't it great being exempt from the I FCC guess, yeah.
0: is yeah, space is, is hard cool. it turns out. Yeah. But then the Sirius stuff hasn't really been exempt from the FCC either because, you know, when howard stern Howard Stern has been called on the carpet for behavior for serious, yes, but by his own bosses not by the FCC. I guess that's true yeah I mean there's no parents television council or anything like that right chasing after him on that but to it's, get back to, to get back to your
2: original point, I think the only way you're ever going to make a serious dent in piracy is by making it and making the, the the legitimate alternative to, to getting the content easier and cheaper cheap
0: yeah I mean a fair there's a reasonable price and then there's a there's a there's there's a perceived reasonable price, and then there's an actual reasonable price. That it, and some—I mean, the thing is, the studios and
1: the consumers kind of will meet in the middle someplace. Well, it's, in between it's the same thing with gaming and Steam, right? It's, it's it's the argument that Gabe Newell was making forever, um, and, and there's a lot of psychological aspects about it. Like a lot of people, even though you pay well, ninety-nine, what's the argument that Steam? Gabe Newell thinks you know Steam's killed, uh, or at least Steam is doing such a good job, it's it's hurt piracy. It's by making, by making content games easier to cheap, access. and also it's on your account, and you have it forever. Um, and I think a lot of problem, a lot of people have a uh, problem psychologically with renting content with ninety nine cents rentals. Yeah, and honestly, like it's it's a studio thing. If I if if iTunes let me pay ninety nine cents and I could buy the episode, I'm only going to really watch it once. But the idea that I would own it, have some type of ownership, well, and be able to watch it again. So- that would be more compelling than just the you get two days and. So two,
0: one viewing. So I was going to watch Amazing Race this weekend. Uh, last night, na- last night, this weekend's Amazing Race, and I fired up the TiVo, and coincidentally, the, there was a there press was conference, some kind of news event. Yeah, Obama transpired. went on TV to tell everybody that we killed Osama bin Laden, and like basically that was on instead of the Amazing Race, which is fine. That's okay. Now, Was your elation at the death
2: of Osama bin Laden greater or lesser than your your unhappiness that Amazing Race had been preempted? Well, I
0: already knew last night when I fired up the TiVo that Osama bin Laden had been killed. Oh. So, so it was just me was watching – yeah, right. a lot of coverage that I'd already – like I already knew the gist of. Right. Uh, so uh, I went to Apple TV because that's where I usually you – go know, when I miss TV shows, I go to Apple TV and I show out the 99 cents to rent it. Yep. But, and you, you hope that they have your show. Well, so this is, this is where the whole system breaks down is because I switched my original Apple TV that was old and busted and always like overheating and, and loud mm-hmm. to a Apple TV 2. I guess it wasn't loud because there's no fan, which is why it overheats, but it's it's not a particularly good product. Uh, Apple TV, two, You can't buy TV and CBS is a buy only network for the most part. Yeah. So in order for me to watch Amazing Race, instead of going and just mashing the button and it starting immediately as soon as there's enough buffer. You got go to go. I got to go into the computer. Go to iTunes. I'll go to iTunes. And I got to find it, which is easy. Yeah. And then I hit buy for two dollars. Right. And it downloads a high def version. Downloads a standard def version. It takes 15 minutes and you can't start instant streaming. Right. Which is terrible. Yeah. Really bad. That's poor. They've fucked that up beyond all recognition.
2: They need to really kind of find a clear path through all these Byzantine rules. Some shows you can watch. You can own some. It's an unapply experience. I'm with Norm, though. Like for me, 99 cents is basically the same thing as nothing. Okay. I, don't, I, I don't say that in a in a braggy way. It's yeah, just a, a dollar is not is, is an insignificant amount of money to most people. Yeah, if $1. If you're, at, if
0: you're at the gas station filling up and you're like, "Oh, I like some gum. This one's a $1 dollar and this one's this one's 50 and cents." You're a, not going to make a value decision. And there's based a reason
2: why it's 99 cents and not $1 because right. the the Zeros psychological difference is is more than a penny's worth to people. Zeros it's, killed my mom. That's why
0: all prices end with 99 cents. Or $0.95 cents or $0.98. That's so why we talk
2: about $99 being the psychological barrier. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, no, I don't want to own.
0: Yeah, know, it's, it's a some, pain in Some, the some ass.
2: shows I do, but a lot of shows I only need to see once to catch up and then I can move
0: on. Well, so yeah, when I, when I started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, I went through and bought the old seasons because it was convenient. And I'll actually rewatch some of those at some point in the future. Yeah. When I, When I get an episode of The Amazing Race that I missed – that can go away that's, immediately that's following watching view. it. Yeah. Right. I don't need to keep that forever. Yeah. I'm I'd like to not keep that forever because I don't I don't want to have to fool with storage for it. It's a pain yeah. in the ass. But yeah.
1: okay, so the other when we talked about this last Friday when you were out, Will is HBO Go, where like you have access to all of HBO's library and you're just paying the upkeep. Um, so it's a service. it's, so it's, it's a service. We I, should we should recap of this a little bit
2: because we talked about it on the live show on Friday, but for anyone who may not have seen that, since we're talking about this whole subject, yeah. HBO Go And Hulu Plus, which is now on Xbox 360.
0: That started started like last Tuesday or something.
2: Yeah, and it's a free – I think the week is – it's still free for people that want to check it out. I spent some time – Thanks to Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Thanks to the Beef Jerky. I spent some time with both. Uh, I spent some time with HBO Go. And I spent some time uh, with Hulu Plus over the weekend because I was about seven or eight episodes behind on The Office this season. Okay. Because my DVR had messed up and I just forgot to watch them. Right. I thought, oh, Hulu Plus has them all. We can just catch up. I was going go to go onto iTunes and pay like 99 cents per rental just to watch them all. But this was a way to do it for free.
0: So my DVR keeps recording The Office, which t- seems to be the mistake from where I said. Well, you don't want to watch The Office anymore? It's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's good. Well, post-Office the fi- final world. final episodes. Is,
3: uh, the, la- I the, the, the last, last oh few like, that's that's,
5: episodes that's, were that's, very, very good. Okay.
2: But – um, it's interesting to see these different approaches. Hulu Plus, you know, we talk about making it, you know, the only way to, to wean people off the piracy bottle, yeah, is to. Well,
0: Hulu Plus isn't the right answer. Hulu in my Plus eyes. is not
2: the right answer because it's. I think it's expensive for what you get. Well, and it's a have,
0: weird, a yeah. weird grab bag of content, and I've still got to look at ads. Right. I, the thing is, if I'm paying money, if I'm paying a per show cost or a per month cost, yeah, I don't want to see ads. Right. Absolutely. It'll, right. And 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 the Hulu Plus model. Uh, I mean, well, it's definitely right for some people, like if I were a college student and didn't have cable and wherever I was, yes, you can watch a lot of stuff on Hulu Plus. That will entertain you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, watching in your browser versus watching in the, in the, in the, on the devices or phones or whatever is, is okay.
2: But it's this, it's this, you know, I said earlier, there's always a catch mm-hmm. with everything. Like HBO Go is a tremendous app. It's a yes. tremendous web service. You, you like it? Every episode of all your favorite HBO shows, you name it, they've got it on there. They've got a ton of movies. And
0: do you, you, got, you sign in with your like your Comcast account for that? Yeah. So
2: okay. the, when you try to sign in, uh, it, off, it shows you the cables of providers that are supported. Okay. Not all. Life, for example, if you're on Time Warner Cable, you're, you're out. Of luck. Okay. Uh, we have X, we're Xfinity customers here. That works for us. We go in. You sign in. It you you give you give HBO your cable sign up information. And it is able to figure out from that whether or not you have an HBO subscription. Oh, okay. And it says, okay, you're in, or fuck off, or yes, you don't, you you have cable, but you don't have HBO, um, and then you're able to get all that content. But when we were on the live show on Friday, we were pretty excited about because I saw an AirPlay button pop up on the player. Like, oh, great! Ooh. I could stream this to my TV as well through Apple TV. No. To give us denied. So Ryan Davis, who who we had showed HBO go to was very excited about it, had tweeted. Over the weekend, can I stream this? And I'm like, yeah, there's an airplay button. And someone else has said, no, you can't. So I'm going to go check this out. So it's just audio or something? I bust out my iPad 2, plug it into my, you know, wirelessly plug it into my Apple TV, audio only. (sighs) Because presumably there's some kind of contract restriction that says, well, you can't actually have it on your
0: TV screen. That would be a bridge too far. But what if you plug it into HDMI? Does that work? No. Oh, you're kidding. We tried tried that on the live show. So you just shot over the shoulder? Yep. Oh, lame.
2: So you so HBO Go is a great service, but you cannot actually get. Hey, you know it's not TV.
0: It's never been more true. This is because you cannot actually get it on your TV. This is one of those things that really like the. Remember those old like in PC Magazine in the like early nineties, they'd have these giant ass chart tables that just had like, this is what this is. Here are the things that it does. Here are the things that it doesn't do. And it's just like a bunch of red red or green red red X's or green check marks, like. That's what – this is – there's such a Byzantine rule uh, – like set of rules and, and and things that you have to understand in order to make this stuff work. It's ridiculous. It just needs to – you need to just be able to buy one box and see everything on that one box.
2: Whether it's whether it's Hulu or HBO or any of these services where we're so close – or iTunes, Apple TV, whatever it is. We're just about to get really excited and there's always that uh, not-so-fast moment. There's, there's always a catch. Yeah, it's a bummer. OK,
0: so let's run down, run, run down the rest of the news and talk about what we've been testing. Uh, other stuff – uh, AT&T, no
1: new iPhone, June, July. Yeah, I think there was a, a Mac rumors, got in contact with AT&T, and one of the reps uh, says Apple has not talked to them about iPhone in June, July. I think this is all – I mean – We kind of knew this already, didn't yeah, we? This is what, what we said. thought. What we That's yeah. what we're supposed to think. Yes.
0: I mean whether whether there may be a surprise announcement end of June – I'm still saying that's possible. Uh-huh. I think there could be an announcement, but I don't think we'll actually
2: they're see not the phone. Announce, they're not going to announce until it until 10 days
1: before the phone's on sale. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all expect the WWDC this year will be uh, Lion and iOS 5. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's WWDC. I mean, it makes sense. It's getting developers. Worldwide on developer conference. Uh, BlackBerry World. BBS happened, 07. happened uh, early this week. So they announced a new, uh, new BlackBerry phone and also a new BlackBerry OS. Uh, the Bold is our new flagship phone updated Ooh, version. The oh, Bold's uh, been out for a long time. Dude. Well, the, the, the name. Oh, okay. Right. So the new Bold will have OS 7 and um, it will have, I mean, if you want quick specs, 1.2 gigahertz ARM CPU, 768 megs RAM, 5 megs per camera, blah, blah, blah. The thing is OS 7 is now, I mean, not backward compatible with the previous OSs. So is this QNX based or is this something else? It's, it's using the, I think the... Uh, I'm not exactly sure. It doesn't look like QNX. It looks like uh, the interface is still kind of like BlackBerry OS, but the back end might be QNX. Okay. Um, in terms of the browser and stuff. Um, yeah, so. Um, so maybe may that they just built a
0: skin for QNX that looks like old school BlackBerry too.
1: Yeah, I think it's not exactly QNX. Do we uh, care about
0: this? I mean, I, I'm BlackBerry is the least exciting of the phone platforms out there right now to me. Agreed. Although they did make a pretty good tablet. They made an okay tablet. I just read the re- no, Norm just shot the review for that, so that'll be up later this week or All next right. week. Late, actually, late.
1: it is not QNX; it's a uh, six point one, pretty much. Oh, um, so it's a new skin. On a little bit, a little bit disappointing. Uh, but they did actually have a bunch of playbook announcements. Um, you know, Facebook is out on playbook. They have a uh, messenger is on bridge now, and uh, they do, there was a demo of the Android player. So people are looking forward to that. Okay, uh, still on track for the summer. Um, and also, they, they announced a partnership with Microsoft. So like. Bing services will now be integrated into the playbook. Ooh, that's exciting-ish, I guess. Right, I
0: don't have to
2: worry about search overload. (laughs)
0: Um, uh, Let's see. Intel this morning unveiled new process technology. We don't know a whole lot about this yet because they're actually talking about this as we record this podcast. Uh, But we should have an explainer up on the site later today or tomorrow at the the earliest, I mean the latest rather. Uh, It seems like 22 nanometers. So with process tech, anytime you can make the uh, the size of the circuits smaller, you're going to see better performance, uh, low, less heat, less power consumption. Uh, so 22 nanometers is pretty exciting in that regard. And they're doing some new 3D thing, which seems like it's it's wafers talk layers talking to layers talking to layers in a perhaps more uh, more uh, 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 performance beneficial way. 3D chip design. I mean. It's not true three. It's not like holographic storage or anything like that. No, no, it's just
1: layers of chips sure. that communicate better in between layers. That was what it seems like to me. Yes. We'll, we'll uh, companies other than Intel have like kind of created prototypes of that stuff. Well, and Intel's before. been doing this too. And so uh, this this again, anything announced today will not be in chips that we're using for two at years, at least two years, yeah. year and a half, maybe maybe announcement like next December or next November. Next IDF, IDF is the yeah, not Google's. this IDF,
0: but the IDF after. Well, no, we'll see the announcement, but it, we'll see the – we'll see one, one last tick out of, out of uh, uh, Sandy Bridge,
1: Conroe era. Correct. Core. S- Sandy Bridge Sandy Bridge was a talk, and so we'll see a tick this year, and then we'll be another talk with it. And now people are
0: wondering what all the ticks and talks are, but it doesn't matter. Just, just new stuff is happening with CPUs is the short, short version of this. Uh, and then the last thing is Norm and I went to a Lenovo event where we saw a couple of things that are pretty exciting that we can't talk about for a little bit. But we did see, uh, like, Dolby. They're doing Dolby
1: sound. Yeah, the Dolby, I thought, was the least exciting part of it. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about was the boot-up stuff. Oh, the, the Rapid, Rapid Boot
0: Extreme? Rapid Boot That's Extreme. That's a terrible name.
1: So uh, Lenovo is making a really big deal out of uh, their new laptops, next-generation laptops, which we kind of showed off at CES, being able to boot from, uh, from not sleep mode but from you know, shutdown to OS desktop in 10 seconds. Well, except for we timed it, it was actually closer to thirteen, right? Yeah. Around thirteen seconds. Um, but they and, and they talked about you know the, the things they have to do if, when they're using SSDs. Uh, they're making some bias optimizations, and then there's some stuff at the OS level where they've worked with Microsofts to kind of rearrange priorities for what boots up with the OS. And it's, it's,
3: they, it's, it, it it's
1: it's fu- worked in in like if if you weren't like, getting hands on with it, like. On, in the demonstration, you push the button, and yes, 13 seconds later, you could see the desktop. But what you could actually do when you're on the desktop was like still up in the air? Uh, I mean, usually once you get to the desktop, you can launch the browser,
0: which is the first thing most people do anyway. Um, the, the funny thing is – like this is a story I've heard many times over the last decade, right? I, I mean I've heard – starting with Windows XP, Microsoft said, hey, we're introducing the speed boot thing. It's going to delay driver launches and all this stuff. And it has made small improvements – but ultimately, it's up to the manufacturers to implement properly and and ensure that the experience ends up being good in the shipping products. And some people are really, some manufacturers are really good about that. Lenovo has traditionally been pretty good. Uh, Lenovo and and um, and uh, uh, oh, I want to say uh, I want to say Dell, but that's not right. HP HP, HP Compact have been good generally. Uh, Sony traditionally been pretty bad. Uh, same thing for Dell. So, yeah. really it
1: depends on all what kind of crap they load onto the machines. Between. And it, it sounds like with the base system here, you're going to get very little crapware because they want, because they want, they, they they want to want do the Yeah. So, the interesting part isn't what they're doing with the technology and and there is some like cool technology going into making these uh, laptops boot fast, but the fact that they're still in this paradigm of uh people shutting off their PCs, shutting off their laptops completely, going from shutdown do, do you shut off your PC? And asleep? that's the thing. No one I and and like the entire front row of the of press at this event, we're all using MacBooks and basically saying we don't shut off our MacBooks. You like put it to sleep. this, yeah. yeah you all just you do is lid. shut the lid, and when you open it up, it's it's instant on. Although I have to say, sometimes I shut
0: the lid and, and like I get it out of the bag later, and it's really really hot because it never actually went to sleep. Does that happen to you? Uh no. Although I mean I'm more you don't put it in the bag. I mean I've often. got a
2: MacBook Air which is even more because that's instant on, so it's even yeah yeah. It, and and you bed, know what? My the, iMac when I go to bed I don't shut it down. I, I, just, shut, let it, it I just let it go to, let go to sleep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And and the big problem is is on the OS level with Microsoft's implementation of sleep versus OS 10's implementation of sleep. Um, I think Apple has done a better job with sleep mode on their on their mobile products. On, I on, I couldn't agree more on laptops. I well, like but it's easier that,
0: for them too because i mean they're using one hardware platform they have control over the entire thing from soup to nuts i've always been confused by the microsoft terminology
2: as i remember i was ranting last week about the difference between recommended and important updates yeah. it's like what's the difference i don't know if they have this anymore but i remember when there was like a there was sleep and hibernate and oh I'm like, there's
1: there's still that if you go in the, the power the settings you there's
2: there's sleep there's hibernate, so the, it's wh- not instinctive
0: at all that I would know the difference between the two those two well, things. So sleep sleep is the lesser of two states. That's drawing some power. Hibernate is essentially copying the contents of system memory to the disk, and then just turning the computer off entirely. Oh, is that what it is? That's the difference. Sleep is power on, but very low power draw. So like typically your sleep mode will run for for twenty four to up to twenty four hours. It's still the running line. RAM right it's still running ram but just a very small amount of power through ram just enough to hold the bits in place right hibernate copies that data from ram onto the hard disk and then kills power entirely as if you held pulled the battery And theoretically the
2: how on. is that different to a, just a regular shut shutdown Well shutdown uh, you
0: every, everything turns off Yeah shutdown doesn't has, save state Yeah so when you come back from hibernate, it's just like coming back from sleep. From, oh, from a user perspective, hibernate and sleep are the same. One is no power, so one is very kinda, small It's power. like the halfway point between regular
1: sleep yes. and, and a computer hibernate. And hibernate like takes that. a little bit longer because it actually saves disk. And um, if you have like four gigs of memory, then does it, then and does it, it come it,
2: right back up when I whack the bar? It takes ball? a little bit longer. Yeah, because okay. so it has it's kind to, of a middle point. Yeah, but it's all using
1: right. no power and it's a little better now with SSDs. So the the, diff, the other difference is
0: sleep mode. Uh, you don't you don't have to go through post and all that stuff. Hibernate, you do go through post, so the BIOS fires, and so it's as
2: it oh, so slow as a regular startup. But when I faster come back, than a regular startup, I've
0: resumed from my previous state. It's stake. a little bit faster than a regular startup because Windows doesn't do all that stuff. Just the oh, BIOS. Okay, I see. Um, it, it's uh, but the the so with the, with uh, Windows Vista and Windows Seven, there's a, what they call hybrid sleep, which I usually turn off on machines I build my myself and leave on for laptops. Uh, just because it, it it seems to require a little bit more manufacturer tuning than than sleep or hibernate, what hybrid sleep does is uh, puts the computer to sleep, and then, after a threshold period of time that you can set, it fires over to hibernate. so you know like on your MacBook when you turn it off, the battery runs all the way down, and when you turn it back on, when you charge it back up and turn it back on, it has that gray screen mm-hmm. with the little bar at the bottom mm-hmm. that 's the max version of hibernate, okay. Uh, So uh, uh, Apple just doesn't expose that to the users. It still happens. They only fire it when you're about to run out of battery in sleep mode. I understand now.
2: I would like to see these startup times uh, more prominently advertised in system specs. You know how like in in cars they always say like 0 to 60 in 5.4 seconds. Like that's a big deal. Even though when's the last time you really cared about how quickly you could get to 60 miles per hour from a standing start? I mean, unless you're a getaway driver or something, I don't really know how it's that relevant. So
0: you saying well, it's Jason a, it's, Statham?
2: Yeah, if you're Jason Statham or something, that's fine. But like for, re- I, I'd be, I'm more concerned
1: with how quickly my computer can start up. But even even then, that's only like the new PC. You know, this the second you install Skype or, yeah. or Steam yeah. on there, then you your screen everything up. gets
0: slow. Um, although Windows Seven, I have to say, does a pretty good job of keeping that fast. Like my home PC, of course, it has an SSD. Windows on an SSD array. But it, it boots really fast. I'd like to know the statistics um, on on how many people turn their computer to
2: sleep at night off. and how many people shut the off. I think, off very, I think way.
1: much fewer people now. And I, I think we've all experienced this running PCs. The only time my computer really shuts off is when I, I turn off the modern at night and then installs an update and says it's going to reset and, yeah. restart in three hours. And I was asleep in those three hours. And then when we talk, did we talk about maybe we talk about the somewhere process But I, like I haven't, I haven't. Like it's
0: unusual when I reboot my computer. Now it's something I kind of take note of because I, I usually just put it to sleep and sleep draws you know a couple of watts power which is which is okay with me i don't even put it to sleep i just turn off the monitor did i tell
2: you or about you one, the screen did yeah, i tell yeah. you about when i had another one of my almost throw the pc out the window and be
0: done with pcs forever you sent me uh, you sent me an angry im at one point i think i
2: can't, a, a frustrated im i think it might have been about something else but i was playing when i yeah. had my late night portal session yeah played portal to like 4:30 in the morning cuz i couldn't okay. put it down and at 3:18 a.m which is the scheduled restart and do updates time. Oh, no. The whole computer, in the middle of me trying to solve a portal puzzle, the whole computer shuts down, comes back up installing updates. I'm like, I didn't ask you to do this. Oh, it installed Service Pack 1 or something? It was Service Pack 1, which took like 45 minutes, so I couldn't even get back in right away. And I guess what happened was, I'm sure it wouldn't have shut down without asking me. I mean, there was probably a prompt saying, this 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 thing's going to shut down in five minutes unless
0: you act. But, of course, you didn't see it because you had the game
2: up. I've got the game up. That's
0: poor. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a hard problem to fix though. I mean because they don't because of the way graphics drivers work. It like the the normal notification method doesn't pop up. Doesn't but they should through. detect
1: and not like if if there's a full screen DirectX app running, then they should know not to. Well, Windows has also do done I, I would, better of a better job of the up some updates. You actually don't need to restart a computer. It's The minor updates. I would rather
2: it, I would rather it update only when I take action, not because I haven't taken action. Well, you can set enough. it to do that.
0: You just haven't yeah, done that. I should because, make that change. I mean, but but it's one of those things that like. of the time, I'd rather not be hassled and not know that there's even been an update installed. I just wanted to do it because I don't want to have to constantly be mashing buttons to keep my computer updated. Right. I mean, like given the choice between seamless background updates and having to press a button for every update, I'm going to choose seamless background updates. I mean, that's why I use Chrome instead of Firefox. Love that. Yeah. So um, I guess that does it for news. Uh, Let me play some music and then we'll talk about what we've been testing. Continuing our coffee coverage, yesterday I shot a video with the Hario Cold Brewer. Uh, I drank some iced coffee while we started this podcast. It was very delicious and smooth, highly caffeinated as well, I believe. I I haven't actually found any good science on the relative level of caffeine for cold brewed versus hot brewed coffee. But since the coffee sits for 12 hours in the water, I got to think there's getting more of the good stuff out of there.
1: I don't know. Do you like do you a cold uh, iced coffee drinker, Norm? Uh, we talked about this before on the podcast. Oh really? Oh yeah, two weeks I guess ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Oh my we had, we gotta try that iced coffee, uh,
0: the coffee ice cubes. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that for the live show this week. It yeah. was like a good idea.
1: Um,
0: uh, playbook, Norm. We've talked about this at yep, length. I don't think we need to review. talk about it
1: anymore. Uh, I'll, It'll be be up, probably, I'll be up. Like next Tuesday, week.
0: Tuesday, Wednesday, or something. I think.
1: Yeah. Early. Early next week. Uh, and, uh, the timing was right for the review. I didn't want to wait too long. Usually, we do a lot more. Um, just like. Practical use time with it, but there's, not but there's I mean, there there were a couple milestones that we want to wait for. I mean, I have since I've had it, I've updated the OS four times. Wow, with 300 meg That's patches, times. and every time they've added like one new native app and and stability fixes here and there. um But the big ones aren't coming till summer, and it's no no point when in waiting. Is, when is the, the big
0: Android emulation thing coming? Oh, summer. Okay, everything yeah. good is coming in summer. It seems like when I was reading that review, it's like. Well, we wanted to try this, but it's not going to be out until summer. And we wanted to try this, but it's not going to be out until summer. And we wanted to try this, but it's not going to be out until hey, summer. Hey, maybe the playbook shouldn't have been out until summer. Well, they already pushed it six months. I mean, this is what I was, we were talking to Harry McCracken after that Lenovo thing last night. And he said, you know, it feel, felt like a product to him that should have waited six months before they released. You release the product when it's ready. Well, but I mean, they already did that. Like they were going to release it in September of last year. And and they waited six months to release it. And they're still not
1: ready. So sometimes you have to push something out of the door. Plus, it, it was timing. Idea. So, right, iPad 2's out. Uh, Blackberry is really worried that IT managers are going to start adopting iPad 2 with all the ads are targeting you know, the business. Um they need to get these in the hands of you know business people not only for the tablet market, but so that they can keep people on BlackBerry phones um in businesses. And and then also in the summer, that's when touchpad's coming out. So you know it's gonna be crowded then. You to have the second generation honeycomb. Yeah, I mean, the, the,
2: fact, the fact that they rushed it out before, admittedly before it was fully ready. Yeah, tells it's, you it I says. Think, the, the sense that Blackberry can sense the walls closing in,
6: yeah
0: I mean, and the HP stuff is still the big unknown, right I mean, we know at this point we pretty much know that honeycomb probably is to be avoided except for the Android diehards or people who want to do dev work or whatever for first gen, and that you know maybe those tablets are going to be more interesting when ice cream hits but but right now i i 'm not going to recommend uh, you know you shouldn 't buy a zoom i don 't think, uh, but the playbook i mean the the h p stuff who knows I mean that could be really interesting. And, I mean, HP is going to hold those products until they're, they're ready to ship, I think.
1: I think HP's mistake, though, is that uh, the, uh, they, they announced early and they announced Touchpad as 9.7-inch iPad 1 form factor. Um, well, that stuff can change, though. They, it better change. I, I think there needs to be an, uh, a best-of-class 7-inch uh, tablet that there is not right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're really the, – the takeaway from the BlackBerry review that I read is that you're really hot on the 7-inch tablets. so hot. I cannot – your iPad 2 right now, too heavy. Too heavy, too big. Well, just because you have, you know, weak, dainty hands doesn't mean that uh, yeah. uh, it's. But yeah, I mean, it is. I, I th- after using that for a little bit, I think that there's a place for a general purpose, like reading device and video watching device that's seven inches. Yeah. I mean, I, or, or seven or eight, somewhere in there. Um, I, I, I like that size. Uh, we tested out a ridiculous iPhone accessory called the Hasbro My 3D. I think yeah, that video is already on you the right right on Friday. Friday. I got to play
2: with that as well. Did you like it? I thought it was awful. Gary <laughs> couldn't see the 3D. It was terrible. It was a cheap bit of plastic. Uh,
0: the 3D effect was very shallow. I wish that there was a uh, like a what was the Viewmaster app for that. So that's basically what this is, right? It's, it yeah, looks it's like a Viewmaster. a Viewmaster. You
2: hold this thing up like a pair of binoculars to your yep. face. Binoculars. Binoculars. And then you. Did I an in joke? I don't no, know.
1: Pinoculars with some. Uh, Smooth snatch.
2: move, Ferguson. Smooth move, Ferguson. And then he. And then you <laughs>
1: slot a. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that was recent. That was last that week. was very recent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It took a second to oh, get it. Oh,
2: man. <sighs> um, Podcast then, victory. And then you slot an iPhone <laughs> into the front of this thing. Okay. And that becomes the screen. Yeah, I know. I'm, well, I'm doing you're, you're painting a word I'm, picture. I'm doing it for the, for the, I apologize. Ring, for the listeners. Yeah, and uh, you can play like funky, you know, dedicated apps like Periscope, wandering around well, <laughs> underneath the ocean, and sharks
0: come at you in kind of 3D, but not really. It was it was basically like the games that are available for the apps that are available for that. Oh, hi, Chloe. Um, the apps that are available for that are basically ripoffs of Tempest, Wipeout, Yeah, uh, Deadly Ocean. And uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but there was another app that was very the, remarkably similar to this, existing properties. This thing properties. is straight out of the Sky Mall catalog. Let's be honest. Well, there was a big ass kiosk at the end of uh, at the end of the like the DVD counter at Target that said, "Bring 3D to your iPhone, iPod Touch, or right because they yeah. paid a lot of money to put that there. Yeah, yeah. Hasbro's leaning into this. Yeah. I think it's that's a your pretty, new phrase, and you like that
1: leaning I, I like, into it.
0: I, I, I'm all about leaning.
1: No kids have iPhones, iPod touches. Some kids, and uh, parents don't want to spend another two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks on a 3ds. And I and
0: I don't want to. And I
2: don't want to sit there with my hands up to my face, holding this thing up there like a viewmaster for any significant length
1: of time. But think of how cool you would be on the schoolyard. It's school a perfect cool opportunity for someone to slam it right yeah, into your Yeah, exactly. Head. They, can, <laughs> they can slam you in the face. Your defenses are down.
0: Your arms are getting tired. I like that the case for it, because you have to put the iPhone in a kind of a case thing. Mm-hmm. And the case actively says, this case is not for protection of your iPhone. Right. There's all sorts of disclaimers. It's not a good product. Don't buy that. My it's-
2: biggest mis- – I, I, Norm also showed me a, a movie that was oh, running yeah. on it in 3D, like oh, a National go. Geographic kind of thing. The 3D effect worked a little bit better now, a little bit better there. But again, we already have kind of agreed that the, the 3D effect that's out there right now, with only a couple of notable exceptions,
0: is not very. I'm good. anti,
2: yeah. I'm not going to go really out of my way to experience
0: it in this way. You're not going to chase down that green hornet for Hasbro My3D? No, certainly yeah. not. Um, uh, we've got a. Uh, uh, we tested the, the tr- this transparent iPhone back from iFixit. Uh, which was part partly uh, th- so the comments on this video were unkind. I think it's kind of cool to have the transparent iPhone back. I I don't like. I think it's so cool. I have yeah. an unkind comment of my own as well. I, um, the the video there's two two purposes to the video. One is if you drop your iPhone four and smash the back, it is dead simple to switch the glass out. Yes, we did this with in five minutes with no instructions whatsoever, just kind of eyeballing it. Well, that's good to how know. it Works. Um, the yeah. the downside, the people people are really of mixed emotions about whether transparent backs are cool. I think it's moderately cool. Norm thinks it's super cool. Gary, you have a differing opinion. I think it's not cool
2: for a couple of reasons. First of all, as it turns out, well we already kind of knew this, but now everybody can see for themselves that the the, the the back inner workings of the iPhone are not that sexy. This is not like looking inside one of those neon like liquid a 90s cooled swatch. gaming PCs or, or, you or know, your
0: skeleton squat squat watch you know you yeah i mean you want you know we all want the interiors want you want gears, it, want tur- you you want, want it yeah. to
2: look like the inside yeah. of like a pulsing borg cube or something it <laughs> it's the fucking battery i wanted to
0: and a sim card slot i want to take it off and take it to one of those airbrush places and get somebody to paint like one of those pastoral mountain scenes you see on the back of a van yeah inside there yeah you could do that
2: but so there's that is like what what you're getting a window into is just not that interesting it's not like the inner. Work- I've seen. Pl- we've seen plenty of transparent mods before, where the
0: inner workings of something are kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be better to have the transparency on the front, but that's a significantly
1: more that's advanced upgrade. In- impossible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> why? Would, why would you want
2: the screens? <laughs> well, to no, be no I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about where
0: the screen is. I'm talking about above and below the
2: screen. Oh, no, I
1: was mentioning, like when the screen is off. Oh, that would be badass. That would be every, cool. You can see everything, but then when it's on, you see the screen. The other,
4: the other, pro- the other problem
1: with the back of it in this instance, I don't know why this is, but the irregular
2: framing of the clear section it, what it just looks like is the, the, that black, the black is painted on and someone's just scratched it away well, that's with the keys that's what
0: everybody always asks is did you just scratch that off with a razor? it just doesn't look good yeah. it doesn't look good anyway, there it's easy to the, change your iPhone back that's that, the takeaway
2: this is one of those things where the technology modders have gone too far and they're doing stuff just because they can
0: You're out of not order. because it's, there's actually
2: a good reason to do it
0: this whole damn
1: world's out of order sounds awful like PC gaming oh yeah, boy. that's a trap
0: uh, and then the last, uh, two things. We're testing thermoses this week. So, everybody who's asked us for Zojirushi coverage, please stop. We're gonna do it. Now, that Zojirushi thing has really picked up a lot of steam around here. It's, have
2: you noticed? I don't have one yet. I do do you have here? one, Gary?
1: I have a
0: Zojirushi
2: rice cooker. I so don't lie. have a thermos. I love that it plays twinkle, twinkle, little star. It's wonderful. Oh, man, yeah. how much
0: is the, how much is the, the rice cooker versus the thermos? Well, the, not expensive. There is a theory going around the office because we've been watching the Amazon page for the Zojirushi 17.4 ounce. Thermal mug, which is what everybody has. Yeah. The Going price Amazon on that right in the last two weeks has gone from $38 to $26 purely because of the volume we're pushing at that. And it would lowered the price. The thing is, if you look at it, if you look at that page, it's like customers who looked at this page also bought uh, the different colors of the Zojirushi thermal mug, the pink and the
1: white and the blue Holy and the crap. black. And Portal 2. I'm searching. <laughs> if you search ZO, yeah. it's the first thing that pops up. Zojirushi's here. It's not even like zombie or Zoom. No, Zojirushi's where it's at, dude. It's or Zombieland, like the movie. Like you imagine, millions of people are buying the movie, and here's it's number one. And here's the thing about the rice cooker as well. We're Probably
2: it,
0: looking at our IP address, though.
2: Not only is a good rice cooker like the Zojirushi mm. the best way to cook rice bar none, yeah, but it's also, I mean, you can use it to cook all kinds of other things. Roger Ebert has a that, rice that's cooker. That's the cook pot, yeah. Inside, inside the
0: pot or whatever it's, 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 I
2: thought it was a drug thing at first but I mean, there it's are a number cooking, of rice cooker yeah. cookbooks Roger Ebert has, has one of them oh, the rice I figured expensive. it's um, worth it it's, it's a penny. tremendous way to make oatmeal if you I like oatmeal it's the best way yeah, well, we, I,
1: have, I already have like four
0: rice cookers well then racist. just use
2: the ones that you have then yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean you should sell those and get something good though Instead of that crap that you've been buying, not Zojirushi. Um, no, the rice cooker, yeah, you put I, – I put – I think we put three parts of water, mm-hmm. three of those little – because it comes with little cups. You yeah. fill three or four of those cups with water and then one cup with oatmeal, the yeah. Irish steel-cut oats. Yeah. And it is the bomb. And you do it you the set, night before. Yeah, you set the timer. You don't even have to set the timer and like do the math backwards to know – when it should start cooking, you just tell it what time you want to have oatmeal. Yes, and it does and all done. the thinking for you. Yeah, and you can put like little bits of dried apple and cinnamon and, ma- and maple sugar. And, well, or, I'd put I put mean, that in after. Well, I put the dried apple
1: in beforehand. Oh, then okay. it kind so of it kind it rehydrates. Rehydrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's
0: good. So,
2: I like a little bit of brown sugar and,
1: uh, and raisins. If everyone right in our office out. has Ojerushi, the thermoses, and they're all, we all have like the, the cool black one, how do we differentiate which one's whose? Well, mine's on my desk. Well, that that's, that's never helped. You, that's how you lost your tested mug. You should do a licensing deal with Zojirushi to put
0: your logos on. It's it. interesting you, make you a, say that. Like a mint. It is interesting that you say that, Gary Witta. Is it? It is very interesting that you say that, Gary Witta. It, it, it sounds yeah, I it, want some type of going to it, it, decal it, it,
1: it I'm going to hold off on buying one now.
0: That is an interesting thing to suggest, Norman Chan. All right. Uh, other stuff? Gary, you were talking about building an HTPC.
6: Yeah, so about possible,
2: possible HTPC Quest 2011. I because, think you're just looking for another quest. Well, I'm always looking for a new quest. Okay. I've done all the quests <laughs> yeah. in, my lo- in,
0: my, in my quest log are all checked off. Okay, um, We should make a t-shirt that's like Gary's quest log and it's just like <laughs> – TV Quest 2011, a Thermos Quest, Thermos Quest, Rice Cooker
2: Quest. Yeah, it should be like on the back of like a a, a tour, you know, the t shirt with yeah. well, the tour dates on the back.
0: Yeah, and on the front it should say, "I went on Gary Quest 2011, and all I got was this crappy t shirt." Pretty much. So
2: what this actually came out of course t shirt ever. This actually came out of the discussion we were having earlier today about the
0: all the deficiencies in these uh, content. Yeah, before uh, the podcast.
2: No, right now where we're talking about Hulu Plus and oh. HBO Go, and how there's always okay. a catch.
0: And so, the catches that you, this stuff works best on the PC.
2: Well, for example, like you said, HBO Go, you can, you cannot stream it. There's no way to get it onto your TV screen. Yeah. Uh, and with Hulu Plus, for example, as Gerstmann pointed out on the live show, if you want to watch, for example, Sanford and Son, and who wouldn't?
0: Oh, I love Sanford and the, Son. The
2: full run of that show is available on Hulu Plus. This is the big one, Elizabeth. Exactly. Uh, you know, based on a British show. Really? Yeah, Stepford and Son. Huh. Was it was Sorry, yeah, it have the kind of, step, steptoe and son? I did it the have the the kind of racial thing going or no? No, they okay. were white. Well, I mean, it was quite racist because it was, a it was English yeah. sitcom made in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. And it, but it was the old man and the son that desperately wanted to get out from under, but was always
0: uh, like held back.
2: By, always, by always held back by to the father. The,
0: the, the kid was a dreamer. Yeah. Ha- like Har-
2: Harold and Albert steptoe. I'm have and to they were
0: they were they lived on a, in a junkyard the same thing. Sanford and Son is one of my all-time favorite like TV shows from the 70s. Steptoe and Son is far superior, I would say. Um, <laughs> you would say. But um, You know which office was better? The English one. You well, know which version of Forty w- Towers that, was better? I wouldn't
2: make that claim anymore. I would say that the US really? version of The Office is now equal to the Even UK with all the version. unresolved sexual tension
1: uh yeah. certain seasons. Bless you, Clark. So uh, you could watch The Office and say, you know, I don't believe anything exists after season 3. Well, that's true.
2: Uh, so anyway, the point I was making about Sanford and Son is that even if you have Hulu Plus on your Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, you can only watch those episodes on the web. On the computer. Again, because oh, of lame. restrictions yeah. that are preventing it from being on your TV screen. Yep. So oh, that's terrible. I was frustrated. I didn't realize that. I was frustrated. And there are many of those, many such restrictions. So I was frustrated about HBO Go. I was frustrated about Hulu Plus. I was frustrated about some other stuff. And I thought, well, maybe HTPC is the one way around that because that circumvents everything.
1: Well, funny you should mention that. We've been uh, in the process of looking to build an HTPC.
2: Well, I don't want to build one. I'm just looking no, at. I'm just thinking about one. getting a Mac. What if we Mini? built one for you? I, well, we all know how well that's worked. I
1: think that's what we problem. should do is do a head to head of, uh, of uh, Mac we'll Mini. Do a versus I, the home built. I'm so against the Mac Mini as the HPC. Why? Why? HPC? It's expensive, and you can't. It's five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Seven hundred bucks. Yeah, seven hundred dollars. If I built an HTPC, I can actually get Blu-ray on it. You're never going to get Blu-ray on Mac Mini. I, I already have, have, have blu Blu-ray. Blu-ray players. Uh, I yeah. actually play games, real games on 1080p TV. Yeah. Um, Mac mini's not going to be able to play games with the okay, GeForce 320M. But at, that, but at that point you're not building a
0: HTPC. You're that, building a full-on it's PC. It's still an
2: HTPC. Which is going to have all the fan and noise issues. No, no, no. Yes, it depends on which yes. CPU
0: you get. and which. I, I want something you silent. I mean, I'm you more know, into silent and
2: small. Silent is I don't want a big-ass fucking tower sitting next to my home. Have you heard how
1: loud the PS3 gets? No, it's in a cabinet. It's, yeah, it's I don't, fucking loud. I, mine doesn't I, bother me. I have to open the door of my cabinet, or else it doesn't explodes. get that noisy when it's playing. Well, a Blu- there is that, but it's
0: playing a Blu-ray, which is all no, I get. It use gets it's so loud. It gets it's it, extremely loud. If you have it in a closed loud. cabinet, it gets crazy hot. I never, in there. I never hear it. Do you
2: have a slim or do you have the old one? I have the slim. Uh, oh, that's maybe, why. Yeah, that's and why. I have the slim Xbox as well, so they don't
0: make much noise. It's in a ventilated cabinet. It's all good. No, no. If you put the if you put an old OG ps three in a closed cabinet, even the five hundred gig like Melgar Solid Four one. That's the one I have. Yeah, I
2: like the Mac Mini because it's small. It's quiet. It's, I, I looked at a couple of HTPC guides on the Mac Mini, and it
0: sounds like there's a bunch
2: of great stuff out
0: there. Yeah, you can put Plex, Plex on really, there, especially really yep. yeah, Plex right. you and can a hook, bunch of these other and you programs. can hook it all in the front row, so you can use an infrared remote control or a hardware. Yeah, I can use the stuff I've already that. got. There's a
2: there's there's iPhone great, apps, great so. iPhone and iPad apps out there.
0: Yeah, uh, to use as it's a it's like
2: a super controller. Apple TV. And my whole my whole system's already ecosystem at home is Mac, so it'd be easy right. for me to you bought in for you
0: computers. Green Apple Kool Aid. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to explore this further down the road. I was
2: this close to going and actually buying a Mac Mini this Impulse weekend and doing decision. it. But I went on that, as you sure always should, before you buy an Apple product, go on to the Mac Rumors Buyer's Guide and make sure that you're not about to buy something that's going well, to be updated very, very soon.
1: Their predictions aren't always right, but it's, it's, but it's a, a good, good, yeah, good. arm. They look it. at trends yeah. and you know the intervals between updates. And I
2: just was talking to someone just this week. Um, I said, oh, a new iMacs are out. And they went, oh, I just
0: bought one like six weeks ago. I'm like, well, that's you've got to do your homework. It's a, it's a, well, but maybe not. I mean, I kind of would rather have targeted display than, faster. I don't. Well, I don't in know.
1: that case, yeah, it's a
0: tough, a tough, tough call. Sometimes
1: you get burned if you win. Yeah, like on the day they announced
0: it, could you go into the Apple yeah, store? And refurb, get, only refurb, only refurb. Wow, that's kind of lame. Uh, so I guess that wraps it up for what we've been testing. Let's, uh, let's take some questions. As always, if you have questions, podcast at tested.com is the email address. Uh, Keep them short under a minute total. 10 megabytes, MP3, WAVE, AFE, 3GPP. What format do we not support, Norman Gary? WMV. A. A. What format do we not support, Norman? WMA. Excellent. Uh, Run it through Levelator. Use the headset microphone on your phone. Send it in. We like answering questions. Here is the first question.
1: Hey, Testa Crew, this is David Johnson, Mixed Up Zombies on the forums. For my hometown trivia, I come from Southampton, Michigan, a mainly tourist location where the population is about 150,000 in the summer and 5,000 in the winter. For my question, I did post this on the forums, but was curious about your guys' thoughts on this as well. I recently watched your Build a Computer video with Jeff Gershman and was wondering if I need to move up. I currently own an XPS 710 and want to upgrade my graphics card, which is currently a GeForce 8- 800 uh, GTX. The only problem is the motherboard is PCIe one. Now I'm currently on a college student budget, so when do you guys think would be a good time to get a new PC?
0: Okay. Uh first off, you can plug a PCI Express 2 video card into a PCI Express 1 uh, slot. Uh, you, they're both the same shape slot, b- same physical slot. It's half the bandwidth, but the bandwidth between the GPU and the motherboard is rarely the limiting factor. So if you uh, want to take that existing machine and just drop a new video card into it, that is an awesome thing yeah, to do. Yeah, probably not the highest end video card, but... Uh, no, the, the only catch is sometimes on those XPS machines, they would water cool the video cards. Uh, oh, S- I- so... A GTX machine, they might have – if they – just open it up and see if there's a bunch of tubes going to the video card. It makes it a little bit more complex if you're going to do that. Or you can just disconnect the tubes from the old video card and uh, the 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 cooling block. Not don't dis- – if you disconnect the tubes, bad things are going to happen. Uh, but yeah, uh, just plug a new video card in is what I would say.
1: Yep. No reason to buy a new machine there. God, 8800 GTX. That was the first big right. DX10 card.
3: Yeah,
0: that was a good card. No, the 48. That was the first big NVIDIA. I G- had big NVIDIA GTX X1 card. The 8800. It's good yeah. card.
1: It's the one where NVIDIA gave one to everyone who went to that, uh, who, who, uh, went to that crisis event. Like, oh. They wanted everyone to get DX10.
2: I seem to remember that was the first time when the cards really seemed to be getting physically very large. Like, is this even going to fit in my case? Well, no.
1: NVIDIA made a big misstep with the yeah, the 5 Series, which was the first dual slot card. And it was a poor performer plus loud. Right. It was, a
0: bad, it was a great DX8 card, a terrible DX9 card. Uh, so you couldn't actually run anything in DX9 mode on those cards because they didn't have the, the right shader stuff going. Uh, and, of course, Microsoft covered for them by changing the shader spec to fit their janky-ass card when ATI was actually producing good stuff.
4: Next question. Hello, Tested Crew. My name is Pat Baer, and I was originally born and raised in North Brantford, Connecticut which is also the hometown of video game journalist Chris Kohler. I'm asking today about projectors. I've been tasked by my job to buy a new projector for our theater. And, well, I'm coming a little bit on a dead end, just a little too much information to go on on Amazon. Um, So I thought maybe you guys would have a brand that you would recommend. I'm looking for something in, I guess, the professional grade, because it would sometimes have to work six hours in a row, and I'm looking for something that will support HDMI and composite component, S-video, uh, computer, the whole nine yards. So if there's a, a brand or company that you recommend, I would love to hear it. Or if there's a web form you know of that I should go and uh, search, that would be great, too. Uh,
0: we are not the people to ask about projectors, but we can direct you to the right place. AVS form. Yeah, there you dot go. Com. Yeah, uh, AVS. Tread lightly. Yeah, and be- you go over there, <laughs> <laughs> Gary. You you create, yeah, you create controversy over there, as I recall. I don't create any. I don't controversy. post over there. I just I, just, I, I, just I, I have.
2: I feel like that's a, that's a forum for very 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 serious enthusiasts. Yeah, and it's, it's an it can incredible be, It can be difficult to get basic info because people want to show you just how smart they are that it's impossible to go there and not come away feeling insecure about anything any decision you've arrived
0: at right that that is that is you can it it encourages overanalyzation of every decision you make yeah um the thing i would say is if if you uh if you're like figure out what criteria you're looking for it seems like you've a pretty good idea And then narrow down based on that. The running six hours a day is the big thing. You're going to have bulb life problems with that. So plan to budget uh three to $500 depending on what the – like make sure you look at bulb costs before you buy anything because like the projector in our conference room, we leave running almost all the time and we've replaced the bulb I think at least once and maybe twice in the last year.
2: I'm always envious of uh, when I see pictures of people's home theaters when they have good projector setups. I mean it really is a whole other level. When well, you, it's not when just the projector. All, the,
1: the room needs to come.
2: Yeah. Well, that. I mean that's the part, part of the reason why it's difficult to do. You've really got to be able to build a whole room around well, that's that system. Like
0: Mike Brown, uh, one of our friends from XPC, when he moved out in the country, he built an awesome home theater room in his house. And literally, like he has double walled it's a double walled room, so it's all insulated and soundproof, right. He has the equipment closet in the back, there's a big TV in the front. There's a screen that drops down in front of the TV for when he yeah. wants to get big. Yeah, he has a projector and like seven point one sound, seven point two sound all around. it's yeah, it's crazy and awesome, but it also is a room that he spent a fairly significant amount of money. yeah, I about. mean,
2: there's three different elements to it there's
0: the projector itself, there's the room. you really need a windowless room but but this is for an office environment so it's a little different you know right. this is like probably a conference room or something like that right
2: i you know i'm thinking a bit more in terms of obviously home entertainment yeah. but then you know there's the whole you you think you're spending a lot of money on the projector but you can spend just as much on the screen or on the special you know, you can, you can paint the wall with special treatment yeah. and stuff. And mm-hmm. that, that you know, you need pros to come in and do this. Yeah, and, you,
0: and you want like a remote control screen so you don't have to go down and pull the cord. And, oh, I mean, crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot you can get to do. But check ABS form is where I would go for that. You kind know, of on the
1: consumer side, there's actually a, a lot of like Pico projector stuff and even iPod uh, docs, iPhone docs, and iPad docs that, that sucks, have, have projectors built in. No, that's the thing. I think they're getting a lot better. I mean, it's obviously not going to replace. Um, a a nice home theater system but to get high def video which you know most smartphones these days can output with hdmi or or even just the dock connector um there are reasonable projectors docks audio you know that are like 500 in the 500 range that would be worth investigating we should check those out
5: hello will norm Anna, Braga, Klepik, and whoever may be on (laughs) Uh, named nicholas and uh, for my ho- hometown trivia, I live in Pityu in Sweden, which is located about 100 miles from the Arctic Circle and have apparently been a city since 1621 when Gustav II Adolf, some sort of king I guess, uh, decided to use the city to trade with indigenous people here called Sami that until today have been running around here for like 8,000 years or something like that. Uh, for my question, I was wondering if perhaps Gary there, do you have any comment on your Spurs? Uh, I read that you're a Spurs fan. Or uh, if not, do you have any comment on, on why the Americans can't understand this beautiful sport called football? And if you're not there uh, for other people, uh, do you have any any technology that you find interesting in, in, in sports or something that you could imagine be interesting to be used in sport? Uh, continue doing what you do. You're fucking awesome.
0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um. I, well, let's do the technology and sports question first, because that's a good question. I I love, I love watching technology advance sports. I, I mean, the, the 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 question to me is when does technology become the driving factor and what is it like human athletic ability that's the driving factor. And we, we're hitting that now with like uh, uh, athletes that have prosthetic legs and stuff like that, that actually outperform human legs. But also like
1: the, the swimsuits. Yeah. The, the, the,
0: and... the speedo skin suits that Michael Phelps was wearing and, and the skiing stuff is the same kind of thing. I mean the technological advancement with, with in all across all of sporting and then the other stuff that like lets us enjoy viewing sports more. Like I, I actually really like, the first down line and the and the line of scrimmage on American football. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people don't kind of like that overlay stuff, but as somebody who went to a lot of football games, uh, who's gone to a lot of football games in person, I love having the big wide view of the, of the of the field and being able to tell exactly where the first down, you know, where the, where the goal line is, where the first down line is, uh, which is something you can't really see on a tight TV shot because you don't see the sidelines and thus don't see the markers. So, well, I love that
1: stuff. I mean that augmented reality stuff and that is augmented reality. Yeah. They've been u- they've used it in so many different sports and well, some started with hockey, right? Hockey they they got rid of it immediately cuz it was so distracting on the puck the like the motion blur Oh, used to have that kind of blur behind the yeah, puck Yeah, they had the yeah. colored puck that you know was that's racist that was flying around the screen and and then even the NASCAR stuff. <laughs> they they had that like the um the augmented reality the the, the placeholder like the, the, the um the pl- positions Well they yeah, they the, they the they drop a flag
0: up above the car. Yeah,
1: and with the names. Yeah. And I think they still do it with NASCAR um but um, I I think the football one is the, the best implementation.
0: You know, the other thing I love is during baseball season that over the shoulder shot where they do the super duper slow motion. You can see like the different spins on the pitches. So you see how like like you get that you get the batter's eye view, but uh, slowed down yeah. a thousand times. I like the little pitch grid they throw up so you can see if it, if it was really a pitch or a strike. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Strike. Yeah. Uh, so what about, why, why do Americans hate soccer, Gary?
2: We talked about this last week uh, after the podcast. I think, you know, Americans just like to play their own sports. They, 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 they're, they're kind of geographically isolated from the rest of the world and uh, developed their own sports that they enjoy playing. And uh, the, only, the only problem that I have with American sports is when you win a championship at a sport that only Americans play, you go around calling yourself world champions. I think it's just kind of bizarre and a little bit arrogant. You mean like the Super
0: Bowl? Yeah. Oh, the Lakers. Oh, world champions of basketball. Really? Oh, I think it's a was... European basketball league. Yeah, but uh, the, uh, do they get involved? It's dominated by the Croatians, as I understand.
2: The, in soccer, we have a real Champions League where the champions of each oh, boy, domestic go, tournament yeah. go play each other, and then who's determined who's actually the champion.
0: Well, so the weird thing to me is like most American kids, at least like my age and younger, grow, grow up playing soccer. I mean, we soccer was like the was like the The sport for kids, and I played all the way into high school. Yes. Right? So, what happened? Like, why? I don't understand why that. Like, we have the knowledge, we have the expertise, we've been there. I I think it's just that the teams, it's the same reason basketball isn't that huge in Europe, is because the people playing soccer here, with a few notable exceptions, aren't as good. And thus as interesting to watch it's, it's, as
2: it's not TV friendly. Yeah. And it's not And Americans are just used to high scoring. I mean, you we still hear jokes all the time about, Oh, the game ended nil nil. How can that have been a good, well, but game?
0: hockey's kind of taking, I mean, the, I've seen more about the NHL playoffs this year than I have ever oh, in the U S for hockey. Great. Yeah. And it's the same kind of, it's like hockey is like a cross between soccer and basketball, right? Low scoring, but some relatively small rinks and a lot of action. Yeah. A lot of action. And violence. We love yeah. violence.
2: Yeah, violence is good. The one thing where I feel like they do desperately need to add technology into soccer, and FIFA has always been very resistant of this, and we've seen terrible examples of why they need to bring it in just during this most recent World Cup. And in replay? fact, my own team, Spurs, just lost a game to Chelsea uh, just this last week. Clinton? Uh, no, Chelsea Football Club. Oh. Uh, oh partly... Due to a goal which video replay evidence clearly showed did not cross the line. Oh, boy. Uh, because, but because referees don't have that system at their disposal right. to, go, you know, go, to the, go to the tape on a disputed call. Um, we see a lot of uh, England, in fact, got knocked out of a, uh, the, the last World Cup. They were, they were, oh, I remember that game. I watched it was that was a game. similar goal line incident, which yeah. is actually quite clear on the replay. But when you've only got three officials that are covering a field that's larger than an NFL field, yeah. or, you know, any you know, American sports field, um, it's a lot – a lot is asked of them and they have no uh, replay backup. And FIFA is very concerned about slowing down the flow of the game and all this business. But
0: Well, I mean I have to say as a football fan, the instant replay stuff is kind of a drag sometimes. Like the college – the college rules, especially, they've gone all over the place over the last 10 years with instant replay in college football. Yeah. And it, it makes the games a lot longer. Like to the point that they've had to change the way they keep time during the rest of the game to bring the games back down from three hours to 10 hour hours. But they have at least a system
2: in place to limit the number of times that you can challenge. Well, that's true. And so you could do that in soccer. I don't know how you would do the penalizing. You know, obviously, if you challenge unsuccessfully, you, just get a, a you lose a goal timeout. or something, right? Well, no, yeah. that would
0: be too. No, no, be, I mean, I don't mean you get a goal. I mean you get a a, a penalty kick or something. That right? would be again, that would be, be too, too significant. Much. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so it's difficult to know what to do. I think they should allow each side should get one video Per half. Okay. We we saw some terrible, terrible refereeing in the in the last World Cup. Biggest bowling yeah. tournament in the world in front of billions of people. We see this egreg- these egregious calls. I mean people yeah, no, take I this remember. stuff seriously. The entire Fate of, of, you know, well, there's a lot nations. of gambling going on
3: based a on a gambling yeah. as
2: well. And, uh, you know, and the problem is we can all see it because we get it. We at home, we're getting it played back 20 different angles. Well, right. Because there's nothing else. The Referees aren't seeing that. So it's easy for us to go. That was outrageous. Right.
0: The referee only goes on what he can see. Well, I mean, when you look at the way like baseball is, is, is the umpire system in baseball works. I mean, there are a lot of umpires watching every single aspect of that of that game. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, it's it's hard, to, it's hard to have that level of coverage with, with soccer. I just, just don't see why it would so be
2: difficult. You wouldn't even have to slow the game down to have a fourth uh, official. A guy sitting watching TV. Who is sitting watching all those angles. Yeah. Who can, you know, all these, all these referees now are, are mic'd up. They've got the little, the little microphones kind of bandaged to their face. Okay. The, the guy up in the skybox, who's seeing all the replays and say,
0: actually, that did not go over the line, dude. Yeah. And, and it's cleared up in 30 seconds. I mean, and then, and I mean, maybe that's the thing—is to limit it to just goals or something. I, I don't know enough about soccer to know what the, the people the idea
2: on the is. other side of the argument will tell you that all these mistakes simply kind of part of the game. Well, they're part of the game, and they even each other out. They all even out over well, time.
0: That, I mean, that is there's a karma karmic balance argument to all of that stuff. Yes, although it does, that doesn't help when you lose a championship when the Raiders lost the champion the NF, uh, AFC championship five years ago. I yeah, mean, I mean, this is I mean,
2: yeah, serious, serious amounts of butt hurt on some of these calls
6: we got one more question, and then I guess it's time to wrap up the show. Hey, Will and Gary. My name's Alex, and my username's Wolverine. And I was thinking about the beginning of graphic user interface and about how although Macintosh came to market first, Windows became the primary operating system we use today just because you can really install it on anything. So now looking at mobile operating systems, do you think they'll take a similar path? iOS is pretty comparable to Macintosh, and you know the same way that you can only run it on Apple hardware, while Android can really run on anything. Do you think Android will eventually get a Windows ninety five equivalent update that makes it the primary operating system that most people use, or do you think the market will stay relatively relatively steady? Also, um, a lot of people are saying that there's room for one more operating system to really take off. Do you think it will be WebOS, Windows Phone 7, or BlackBerry OS? Thanks, guys, and I love the show.
0: So this is a good question. I think that the carriers are going to prevent any kind of universal phone operating system from ever being successful. Like the AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint have vested interests in, in restricting access to advanced features like tethering. And other things that they can charge for. You mean, like a Linux for phones. Yeah, there's no, there's not. There, the Windows ninety five equivalent for phones is Android, and it's not going to be. It's there's never going to be an OS that you can like Cyanogen only works on a very limited number of phones. Right, it's a kind of hard thing to install. It's for enthusiasts only. There's no universal phone operating system coming, unfortunately.
2: And most of the people that I, when I've looked at the kind of the forward looking analysis of the of the phone OS market. Most analysts seem to think that over the long haul, Android will eventually yeah, dominate
1: Yeah, no, uh, Well, well will overtake, and it has already kind of overtaken Well, it's kind in terms of a sheer neck numbers. right now, right, um, with iOS? But well, it's, it's, not, it, it's it, tough it, to say. The disparity is not going to be the, the Windows Mac, uh, Mac OS disparity.
2: It's, right? It's, yeah. Well, no, certainly not. But, you know, the thing with, uh, I mean, obviously, Apple have their whole vertically integrated strategy, and that's all very good, and they control the quality down the line, and it's why well, you get a good product, but... Android is like a fucking bacteria. I don't mean I don't mean that in a bad way. Mean it's like a virus. It's well, I mean it. it Doesn't bacteria um, replicate itself and proliferate?
0: I guess bacteria do too. Right.
2: So that's I mean that's what it's just able to grow a lot faster than than Apple.
0: So iOS. The thing about um, about new competitors coming into that space, I think there's probably room for everyone. Uh, The one thing I would say is that. Whoever releases the first phone that does all of the stuff that the different platforms do well at the same time on one platform – you know, if you look at – I wrote a column about this on the plane that I'm going to post next week. Uh, if you look at uh, like nav and voice commands and widgets on Android and the UI smoothness and the music player or, or the UI smoothness, smoothness mail clients, uh, push notifications, the way that stuff – not the way the notifications are displayed but the way they work on iOS – the multitasking on on QNX for Blackberry for Playbook and and WebOS uh, from HP, and then the music player and the kind of general UI ambientness of Windows Phone Seven. If you took all of those things and put them into one phone, you'd have a fantastic smartphone that would beat the shit out of everything else that's out there. Nobody's doing that. I mean it's it's a it's a big pro, it's a big task. It's a hard thing to ask for. It's, because it's also
1: because oh, with the uh the ad market, uh, app platform, um, people developing smartphones—they all want to own their app markets. No one, right. there's no interest in a shared common marketplace and, and all sharing the same protocols and or using, even using web apps. That's true because that's where all the money's at. Yeah.
2: And then in terms of whether or not there's room for a third OS, I like to think that there is. Just in terms of you know consumer choice, I, I would hate to live in a world where only iOS and Android are the yeah. the choices.
0: I, I guess my point is that we're so early in that had Microsoft released a polished you know mature product with Windows Phone seven, or should HP come in with WebOS two and release a polished mature product, there's opportunity for for anyone at this point. Well it's
2: hard, it's hard it's to say. I think that the, I think that the BlackBerry OS and WebOS, I'm sure WebOS is going to be very slick and impress people on tablets the same way it did when they debuted it on phones. But I think it's gonna have the same fate as the phones. Which is you know it's it is somewhat of a saturated market already um and at the end of the day it's apps that make or break these things, and it's very, very hard to come in late and get any kind of critical mass with your own app market
0: well right, and the only way to the only way to gain that critical mass is to make a product so good that people can't ignore it or or stick with the status quo right. So, I guess that does it for us this week. Uh, thanks to Gary Winta and Norman Chan for coming by, Chloe for being quiet in the podcast room today, and uh, Will Smith. We'll be back next week with another episode of This Is Only a Test. Stay tuned for fake outtakes. Hi there, I didn't see you. Tested.
1: Shoes are comfortable and you put them on, they're one of man's first adventures.
0: <laughs> what's going on what's I, I, uh, there's no science news this week science took the week off yeah um, you guys watched South Park last week I watched the first half of it on the airplane and then I had to stop because the woman next to me kept giving me dirty looks with the when Kyle was in the middle of the human scent iPad I missed it because my DVR screwed up so I went on to Xbox Live
2: oh, and downloaded it from the Zune marketplace you paid for it you could for have got 240 space dollars That's three dollars <laughs> I actually I, – I, I, that system is so bullshit. I it, you know, I had to ask Leah to go onto the laptop and look up what it was actually worth. Right. I it's, need to know what I'm actually it's spending. It's 80 points per dollar. Right. But I still can't do that math in my head. So
0: you divide everything by 80 and that's the math. I can't do that. So 240 divided by 8 is, is three, 30. dollars And then divide that by 10. That's $3. $3. Yes.
2: Okay. Why can't they just make You paid make it? $3 to rent? No, I own it. Oh, <laughs> it <you>? is <laughs> forever now. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to watch it again, but. You can't watch it on any of the devices you own. Unless I you was struck by how good it looks in 1080p. Oh, no. Stunning. And, and, you know, even, even that, even obviously South Park, which uh, is like the most basic yeah. of animation oh, yeah.
1: styles, looks tremendous in HD. They launched that long time ago, a couple of years, I want to say four years ago, on the Xbox Live when 360 came Good out. Times with Weapons. Good Times with Weapons was free for everyone. Oh, is that and right? And it was the first episode available and in HD. On uh, Xbox Glorious. Live, and it, it, I still have it on my Xbox because you can Me always too. go back, and it's so good in HD. Actually,
2: looks better than I. I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the first regular episode next week, but uh, or this later this week. But it's, um, uh, I think probably even better looking than HD broadcast because HD. Broadcast well, is Comcast. 1080p. You
0: know, I've noticed that Comcast upped the bit rate lately because mm. my HD on Comcast started uh, started looking better. In the last few weeks, which is
1: welcome change, well, admittedly. The thing is, I also hate all the the, the pop ups in the bottom of the Comcast feed. Right, they're going to advertise the the yeah. of Donald Trump and and have like you know crappy uh, banners and everything. If you, I gladly paid to just get unfiltered South Park. Did you notice that there was a hashtag on the oh, lower yeah, left corner of South Park hashtag. now? It, oh, it's it was, changing. It was, like, I think it was rotating between South Park and Human Center Pad and stuff. So they could get people to tweet at certain times. And oh wow! Get it trending oh, I see. Because it was a rate thing. Yeah, I, I was, I. That's the first time I've seen a hashtag as like one of those
0: lower corner bugs. Um, I, I really hate the lower corner bugs. I hate those bottom bars that shoot in and out. The They're animated are ones are worse. Yeah, the one where there's some cheesy looking guy. Food TV is really bad about that too. That's another another good reason to you know go get it you know a la
2: carte. Even, right, I, I had to pay for it, but I didn't get any of that. Any of that bullshit taken up the bottom. Yeah, but three screen. bucks per episode. Is, well, yeah, I'm not going to make. I'm not going to make a, a habit of it. But in this case, it was, that's, that's a nice little benefit.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I uh, do. Do you guys work on the
1: airplane? Like what, when you get on the airplane? No, airplane is my nap time. I, I, I sit oh, you in the, can I, sleep. I sit in the chair, and before the plane takes off, I'm asleep. And when the plane lands, I am awake. I cannot mm. sleep on a plane. Neither can I. I'm the exact opposite.
0: Yeah, I, I'm always worried that I'm going to like lull my head over and end up on somebody, some stranger's shoulder. If the
1: plane is going to crash, I'd rather be asleep when it happens, dude. If the than plane not. Have you never been on a plane when there's bad turbulence? You're not going to sleep through that. I've totally been on a plane with bad turbulence. It's also uh, a mental thing. If I'm on the plane, it is the only time, most of the time I don't have internet, where I don't feel like if I do not be, if I, if if I'm not being productive, I am missing out on like taking advantage time. And so it is, is a perfect. No it's matter downtime. how uncomfortable couple it is, it is downtime. And I See, and I,
2: I I cannot work. I always I always take my
0: MacBook and I say I'm going to do some writing, whatever. And I don't. I
2: end up. I end it's up. It's the perfect op-ed
1: book.
0: No, dude, it's the perfect place to write op-eds. That's where I always write my best editorials ever have been written on airplanes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, j- judging myself, I don't have like a committee of experts judging what I write. I
2: can't do. It. I mean, unless you know, on the very rare occasion that I'm flying first class and actually have the room to kind of like put my elbows out and, and sit. Well, back. With the iMac you should be able to open it up though. Oh, the, uh, okay. Like I can open MacBook up the, the MacBook Air. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you kind of can, but I always get the fucking one guy
1: that wants to re- recline. All oh, that, the Oh, that—that
0: is, yeah.
1: Always yep. got to get that guy. And also, it's the elbow, the elbow fight. The second you sit down, you put your elbow. Yeah, only one put person your arm can, can dominate on that rest, right. and you there, don't move. It. Be it's, be it's like Starcraft. Ever. You got to claim that territory early. Yep. If if you don't, that's it. You're, then you're you're squeezed in even more. Yeah, you don't want to be the hand rest bitch. Yeah.
0: Uh, the, the, I have the same mojo with the with the high Chloe. I have the same mojo with the with the the lean backs. Oh, it's always I like I can be in a, I can be in like the center of
2: like on a big plane like five seats across. Oh yeah. I've got I will get the one guy that has to recline the whole
0: one. Well and inevitably it's somebody who's like four feet tall and doesn't really need the extra room right. or a kid. Right. The people who let their kids kick the seat back in front of you, that that makes me actually angry. Because yes. if like there's no reason a fucking five year old needs to rock this yes. chair back, except for they like pressing buttons. I agree. And once once that seat is reclined like that, you cannot get your Mac. There's your nothing laptop, you can do. You can't open your laptop. Properly. I actually broke a laptop with the seat recline one time. Like somebody, somebody, I had my laptop open, and you know, you just barely get the screen up into the crotch of where the where the tray rolls oh, up to. That's fast snapping, right? And they rolled back, and the Pop. the screen cracked. Oh, I could not have been more pissed. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't my laptop, so it was a work laptop, but still it Didn't was Didn't you bad.
2: say Sammy Hagar was on your flight? Sammy
0: Hagar was on my flight, yeah. yeah that was pretty cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. If Sammy Hagar reclined on you... I'm okay with that. Well, you're yeah, <laughs> like, Tweeting, oh my god, Sammy
1: Hagar is totally reclining With, on with right. the crack screen, you're like, I, would, yeah. I, can, make the, I can make out the words.
0: I, I, would, I would be like sticking my fingers through the crack trying to touch his hair. You know? Yeah. Oh my
1: goodness. I heard, his book, like is, I heard
0: his book is very good. He's from Mill Valley. He lives in Mill Valley, you know. Oh, really? He's a Bay Area resident. He wrote a tell-all book about Van Halen. Really? Hanlon.
2: Apparently. It just came out recently. Apparently. It's quite quite the the uh,
0: eye-opening read. Interesting. Yeah. Is it like uh, Steven Tyler's book? or uh, who Keith Richards, really? There have been a lot of books, tell-all rock and roll books from old guys coming out, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, now's the
0: time. Keith Richards just put a book out yeah. recently. Did you read that? Uh, Steven Tyler has one coming out. But his, Steven Tyler's is about how he made poor choices and wished never wants to be a bad ro- role model again. Yeah, well, I think I think he, I think he, he actually about. already had a book out. I think he had an autobiography out like a, some time ago. Like guy with 30,000 people book yeah. or something ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't envy those dudes. He was sitting in the front. Sammy Hagar had the last seat in first class. You know the, the te- you know
2: the technology that I would love to know more about, okay? Is like the high-end Clancy stuff that go like the high-end military stuff. Oh, this stuff. is a, like when you read about like that raid in Abbottabad. like yeah. 20, like whatever it is, anywhere between, obviously there's a hundred different stories about what happened, but like anywhere between 25 and 40 guys go in and they all come out and yeah. everyone else is killed? Yeah. That's not just top level training. They've got fucking heartbeat well, shit yeah, they were and all using, kinds of stuff.
0: They were using sensors that let them know where, know where people were in the building. You know they've got like satellites and drones overhead like monitoring everything. Well, one of the... In- <laughs> Chloe's having a good time playing with the foam on the floor. Uh, one of the things that was interesting is they were able to identify Bin Laden based on his height. From inside the compound with satellite photography. That's see. see this is what I'm talking about. That's well, fucking incredible. But it's yeah. going to be the next Call of Duty. No, but you think about it. Bonus mission. It, that's not that hard. Because if you know, if you know when the photo was taken, you know where the sun was. You you see a shadow. Yeah. You know yeah. you trig, It's simple trigonometry. Lots of math. Not, it's not even a lot. It's not even hard math. You measure how long the, 11th the grade shadow math. is. Yeah, 10th grade math in some cases. I mean, you made it on that in 11th grade.
2: I was just but. reading a uh, – just got done reading a fascinating book called The War Magician. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know this story, but it's a true story about a um, uh, a stage illusionist, a stage conjurer. Okay. Called Jasper Maskelyne who came from a long line of, of famous magicians. Is like, he the guy who came up with the idea for the ice hull ships in World War II? Well, he came up with a bunch of stuff. But what he primarily did during World War II – is build uh, and create grand illusions to defeat Nazi aerial uh, photo reconnaissance. Oh, so
0: like the the city like the city that had the tarp over it that made it look like – the the weapons factory that had the tarp over it that made it look like yeah, he a was, uh, uh, neighborhood. He was primarily involved in the
2: uh, in the uh, North African campaigns of World War II okay. before the Americans got involved. You know, okay. where that's Tobruk. where the big – that's yeah, Tobruk and Libya and all that. That's Norm- where th- Why do you know about Tobruk? Battlefield 1942. Come just, on. Just making sure. Great map. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously where the fo- a lot of the focus. Uh, LLM. Um, prior to the prior to the Russian front, uh, and prior to the American involvement in uh, Western Europe, the Africa is where where it's at. Yeah, it was a proxy war. You don't hear a lot about over a, a-, a-, a lot about that over here because Americans tend not to make movies about the part, the half Maltees of the war Falcon, that they weren't man. involved in. But
0: not Maltese Falcon. The Casablanca was about the part of the war they weren't involved in. That's true. I mean, the- and, how the years ag- and how many greatest American was that movie made?
2: Fifty or sixty. Okay, years. so <laughs> the point I'm making is it tends to be an underrepresented half of the Lawrence of war Arabia. It's the half that, oh, that was World didn't War fight in.
0: No, Lawrence of Arabia was World War Two, isn't it? No, World War One. Oh, um, that had that had to be one Kenobi though.
2: Yes, yes it, it did. Of, playing an Arab.
0: Yes, it was racist.
2: Um, yes, back in the old days. Um, but what Maskelyne did, for example, they, like, the port of Alexandria was getting ha- – which was a critical you know, war supply port for yeah. the Allies. there's a library would there Would get too. hammered by the uh, Nazi dive bomb raids every night. OK. And so Mas- Schmitz and Maskelyne did things, for example, like create an entire fake replica of that city a mile <laughs> down the coast. <laughs> and light it up so that when the nazi bombers would come in they would bomb a worthless city while the other one was the real one was sitting a mile so away so
0: david copperfield seems like kind of a chump in comparison to this
2: guy i mean this guy did pretty amazing things i mean you know they developed these uh these canvas shells that could be very quickly erected over tanks to make them look like uh trucks okay so and it you know obviously it's not going to stand up to what very close like scrutiny could they make them look like volkswagens or like they, so they, so they could look- make them look like all kinds of things okay. and for the and basically the 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 purpose of this was to uh, defeat the Nazi aerial reconnaissance planes that would fly overhead and go. Oh well, that's just a, that's just a bunch of trucks going somewhere. Yeah. Um. And uh. And obviously, it would, it would turn out to be t- it would turn out to be tanks. So it doesn't make it much more interesting. Yeah. They uh. They made the Suez Canal disappear, which was mm. quite impressive. How the hell did you do that? They built mirrors. They, they, they uh, kind of yeah. They basically built a um a long line of very powerful searchlights that had rotating heavily reflective mirrored surfaces around them so that when you fired them all up at once, they created a blinding field of light that was so powerful that but bombers had to turn away. You couldn't go near it. Oh the pilots would be blinded. Wow, uh, and there's no way to get anywhere close to it. Well, like the bombardiers
0: would look through the lenses, and, and their retinas would fry.
2: Basically, yeah. Cool. I mean, it was. I mean, that when they when they went up in the test plane to try it out, the plane nearly crashed because the dazzling effect was greater than they anticipated. Wow. So, Maskelyne did a bunch of great stuff like that. The whole battle of uh, El Alamein, which finally kind of pushed Rommel. That's the one with the,
0: the airfield off on the left side of the map, and then there's a yes, big mountain, and yeah. then, then mount. there's
1: another base on the other side of the mountain. First one to the abandoned airfield and wins. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, a big part of that final
2: battle where uh, Monty and, and the brave Brits finally pushed uh, Rommel out of Africa, a huge part of the, the reason why that campaign was successful was because they mounted a massive campaign of uh, aerial deception. It sounds like. So, I mean, yeah. the Germans were convinced that everything was somewhere else. Huh. Uh, and you know, moved all their forces into... into, into so it really into is positions. ruse. It was very, very clever stuff. Cool. And the reason why I mention it is because you, know, you were talking about using photo reconnaissance to use the, the shadows in the time yeah, of day. Yeah. You can yeah. see how tall someone is. That was something they had to take into advantage. But basically, it was less about what the thing looked like and more about what shadow it cast. Because okay. when you do aerial uh, reconnaissance, photo reconnaissance... Yeah, the tarp
0: can, is going to be the shape the of the The
2: shadow tank. is what's important. And yeah. that's, I do mean, think it was about creating an creating authentic... Fake shadows. shadows. Cool. And so, again, it's it's obviously equally fascinating that they can use these drones now. But I'm sure they had uh, either a satellite task directly over that site, or orbiting drones, or something going over it with oh, yeah.
0: constant aerial imaging of everything. Or all of the above. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, it's it's an interesting story.
2: It's. I mean, it's fascinating. Apart from you, know, obviously, the bravery and the adrenaline factor of it all. I I, I, I find it so interesting that all the uh, you know thermographics and heartbeat sensing and all that Tom Clancy
0: stuff that that we have at our fingertips is pretty amazing. Have you guys seen the photoshops of that photo that the white house released of like
1: uh, the, the situation and, room photo? Yeah. The situation room that photo is yes. the, the, it's halfway to being the most viewed flicker photo of all time, of all time. Wow. I've seen,
2: I've seen a bunch of the photoshops. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah they're pretty, pretty good. People are
2: always so unimpressed by what the real white
0: house situation room. Looks I've been like. in that. I've been in that room. No, no, I haven't. haven't. I totally 100 been 100% in the white house. Situation in the white house. No, room. Nobody was like, it was on, I was on a tour. Of the West Wing. I'm,
2: I don't think the White House situation they was don't.
0: on the tour, dude. I, I'm not on. I'm not talking about the East Wing tour. I'm talking about the behind-the-scenes tour. And how, how does one get on that tour? One works in Washington for congressional, uh, congressional aid. aid. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, so I ate in the White House mess, which is right next door to the Situation Room, and I yeah. saw the Situation Room, and a lot of people – one of the things I saw, and this is a, the conversation we had, like the president's seat in the White House mess, at least I don't know about the Situation Room mm. – but the president sits in the corner. The president's always got his back to the wall. And if there's a corner available, the president sits in the corner. Right. Never, ever, ever, like, you know, facing out, yeah, or like, with like his back to do a door the same thing, or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. It was, it, 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 anyway, I didn't mean to get into this. Did you see the Oval that. Office? I saw the Oval Office. That's in the West Wing. Yes. I poked, poked into the Oval Office. I saw the Cabinet Room. Uh, I saw George Stephanopoulos because it was during the Clinton years. Um, what else did I see? But you've got to be an insider to do this. Uh, or have, or have yeah, or you have to know somebody. Uh, the reason I went is because a friend of the congressman, I had done a favor for a friend of the congressman who was a contributor. I don't know. Anyway, somebody who had West Wing access and he was like, you should come over, we'll take you on the tour and take you to lunch at the mess.
2: But it's interesting when you see because obviously they released a bunch of these pictures that yeah. people are used to seeing. You know, from TV shows and movies, the White House Situation Room looking like a much more yeah. It's not
0: like a big room with a bunch dim, of TV screens or anything and, like and that. big
2: screens and stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's very, very wired up, but it's not intended to. You know, it's not yeah. its
0: job to look impressive. And we didn't actually, people. we didn't get to go into the Situation Room. We just th- got to like poke our head through the door. Okay, you kind poked of your head it. in. Yeah, and it just looks like it a looks like of, a conference room with a bunch of screens and and like yeah, the yeah. high security. You couldn't plant a bug. No. Uh, but, like, they have the high security uh, phones and all that stuff. And the interesting thing to me there was that all those computers had
1: Ethernet, so they don't use Wi-Fi. Right. The There's, like, a house. lot of analysis just on that photo, like what was on Hillary Clinton's binder and yeah, all these like HP laptops with yeah, so wired, wired connections. Yeah. Quiet, Chloe. <laughs> I think Chloe says the podcast is over. <laughs> I have two movie recommendations. I saw a couple movies this okay. weekend. You saw 13, uh, 13 Warriors, right? No. Uh, first of all, I saw Thor. And you can watch the Comic mine video on Thor. Uh movie comes out this Friday. Um, you I, liked I, it, right? I recommended it. I okay. totally recommend it if you're a comic book fan. Great reviews. Yeah. 92% Rotten Tomatoes. What if you're not a comic reviews. book fan? Uh, I still think it's really fun. Okay. Um, probably like the best good action movie? Uh, if, if you had to watch one popcorn movie uh, between that and Fast Five, I would say go that. So, but uh, if you're don't, on don't th- go, Don't drop down to the Fast Five level. That movie's made enough money already. If we're talking to about like good comic book movies. Okay. i'd say up better there with better. iron
0: man and spider-man i'd say two definitely up
1: there with iron man one uh, i i liked it a little more than iron man one what about dark knight uh not no, no comparison no no comparison. okay i prefer iron man one to the dark knight oh wow see the problem with iron man one is that when i watched it i saw robert downey jr well but robert, robert downey really jr it. was
0: playing robert downey jr exactly I,
1: I admire the dark knight much more than iron
2: man but i enjoyed iron man more it was, I, that's tight, it was a tighter
1: movie yeah um, but the movie recommendations I want to talk about, I saw both 13 Assassins. Uh, did you uh, do the VOD thing? No, I, I went to the theater. I went oh, that's right. Film festival. Um, All right. And also I saw um, B. Tekashi, was Takeshi Kitano, his uh, movie Outrage. Oh, cool. Uh, if you don't know who B. Uh, B. Takeshi is, he was, uh, if you saw Battle Royale, he was the teacher in battle royale violent cop the, the bad teacher the ba- the the one who has the the headmaster, the headmaster. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a director actor but yeah he's a violent cop and brother uh, i think he made it in 2001 but uh it's his return to yakuza films Ooh. and if you had to choose between one of those 13 assassins is totally fun and a great crowd pleaser uh and it's on apple tv and i think and and it's Amazon on it's on demand on yeah it's like yeah. a ten dollar
0: right rental. yeah yeah yeah
1: uh but i would recommend outrage uh, over that is that are those coming to theaters soon Oh, yeah, I think both. both of those are 2010 movies, and I'm sure you can find them on demand somewhere. Okay. Uh, super awesome.
2: How much do you think Marvel wish they could have switched those Captain America and Thor release uh, dates? movie release dates Why? right now? Because people are feeling very USA, USA right now. And oh, yeah. Captain America went from, oh, how do you really market a movie to about how great America is when everyone hates America? Suddenly now, like, America is great again.
0: Yeah. A- according to care. Americans and yeah. I'm not
2: one to disagree I am an American yes. I, I wouldn't disagree
0: Despite your despite your yes. funny Please Australian us. accent yeah. Despite my
2: accent I am as yes. American as you two are Actually that's not, no, you're not. true you could run for president yes, I sir. could not
1: No. I could totally run for president
2: Yeah Actually you two couldn't run for president once they start vetting you <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, even, the
1: Shake Weight video would probably
2: come
0: back to harm That me, Shake huh? Weight video would be played. Is this the man you want running the country? This man once thought this was a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, see you guys next week. Bye.